This episode of the BirdCast is brought to you by our new sponsor, Radix Remedies, who bring premium CD products shipped fast and free directly to your first to your front door. Um, I absolutely love Radix Remedies, and I'll tell you why. They're tinctures, cure, or cure. Don't say cure. Let's take this over. This episode of the BirdCast is brought to you by our new sponsor, Radix Remedies, who bring premium CD, CBD products directly shipped fast and free to your front door. I absolutely love Radix, and I'll tell you why. I've been dealing with anxiety where I am right now, where I can't talk about. And um, these tinctures that they have help cure anxiety super fast and help you fall asleep and help you stay asleep. If you got headaches, they can knock out headaches. You know, obviously, no, it's great for reducing pain and inflammation ASAP. They also bring you salts, topical ointments to apply to problem areas directly and feel the effects within minutes. Used consistently as a recovery tool by many of the sports athletes. I know I use it in in unison with a lot of uh, massagers. They've got freeze cream, which is an icy hot plus CBD. Same as a salt, but it, it has a cooling menthol that destroys local pain and inflammation. And it's really great for post-recovery, post-exercise recovery. They also have flour, which is fascinating to me. Looks and smells and smokes just like marijuana. By the way, Without any of the legal ramifications, I would have done this in high school when everyone was smoking weed and I wanted to smoke weed, but I didn't really want to smoke weed. I would have loved this flower then. Been like, it's just helping with inflammation, coach. It does everything the tinctures and salves do, but faster immediately. And once again, relieves uh, stress and anxiety. It's the first of its kind as a cannabis nootropic. Nootropic, I think that's it. Those are the, the neuro roots. Um, it's a nootropic plus a CBD and it's used like any tincture improves mood, memory, cognitive. They got these sleeping bear CBDs plus melatonin. Who doesn't want a little CBD plus melatonin, 10 milligrams of CBD, five milligrams of melatonin. Each one supports a great night's sleep. Join the cannabis connoisseur club today and you get a premium cannabis in a subscription box delivered to your door monthly subscription box coming in five Packs of five pre-rolls, packs of four eighths, packs of eighths, and pre-roll combos, as well as boxes that only contain their other products. Various swag items, stickers, magnets, rolling papers, trays in each box. Here you do. Check out Radix Remedies for all your CBD needs. Cool company, diverse line, really diverse line of products, and really great prices. Special deals and discounts will be there for BurtCast listeners only. Use the promo code BERT for 10% off of all products. That's RadixRemedies.com slash BERT. Thank you, thank you, gentlemen and guns. Hey guys, brand new podcast. Uh, I am still in my bubble. I'm still in the place that I can't really talk about, but I will be able to talk about it by next Wednesday and tell you everything you need to know. Um, about to go to the gym. I'm having a diet Mountain Dew. I feel really good. I got my first good night's sleep last night. Shout out to Whoop. You'll hear a read for them later, but I got my first good night's sleep last night. I wonder if it's turning off the television. My dreams and nightmares have been fucking horrific. I have had really aggressive nightmares, and I had a dream the other night that Brad Pitt said something so beautiful to me. We were in a car. We were driving down to Malibu, but it looked like Venice, and he said um, he was talking about politics and quantum theories and time travel and i said hey man i'm gonna have to tap out i'm not that smart of a guy and he was like no actually you are this is what's fucking been haunting me ready 
He goes, you are. See, I'm just telling you stuff I regurgitating that I read in a book. That's not learning. And that's not brilliant. Real genius is having those ideas, is being an original thinker. The guy that wrote the book is genius. Anyone can read it and regurgitate the ideas. And then he looked at me and he said, you have original ideas. And I was like, Brad Pitt, thank you so much. And then he said, and by the way, this has happened to me before in dreams. He goes, no, thank yourself. This is your dream, man. You're just telling yourself that. And I went, and then he proceeded to try to cut my fucking foot off for the record. And I woke up screaming, screaming. Um, but it's been a really interesting, uh, I have been, suffice to say, I have been quarantined. I have been isolated. I am in a bubble. And I will just simply say this. Assess yourself. Assess, assess your own safety during COVID, okay? It doesn't matter. It, there's no politics in this. I just know that within my personal group of friends, there's been a lot of laxness. I'm not putting responsibility on anybody. I'm not calling anybody out. But I will just say there has been a sense of lackness of like, all I'll say is assess your own safety. Uh, I had a buddy who got, got COVID. One of my, I, I talked about it, I'm sure, on a podcast. Or, I, mean, I know I've talked about him. And, and his experience with this virus was absolutely terrifying. So please be safe in these next coming months. I'm not a political comic. I've never, I'm not telling you one side or the other. I'm not telling you anything like that. I don't like, look, you're a grown up. By the way, I, I have to say this. I respect that you're a grown up. I respect that you're wise enough to have found me as a comic you like. And so I will respect that you will decide whatever the fuck you do with your life that you do not need my input. My job is to make you giggle a couple times a day. If I can get that. A Two Bears, One Cave, a Bill Burt, both which are out now. If a Burt cast will make you giggle, there's a bunch of giggles in this podcast. Oh, by the way, we have new, uh, hot, we're going back on the road for Hot Summer Night's Store. We have not announced it yet, but I will announce it. And those tickets are going fast. And I cannot promise we're doing two shows in every city this time. Um, just based on availability, we will be only doing one show in a lot of places. So when I do the pre-sale, grab those tickets quick. Try to get the better seats. Those upfront seats are awesome. The back seats are just as good, in my opinion. A lot of these are smaller that we're doing, and that's why. But um, we will announce those. My point is, and I, I have to say this. I have to say this because I feel like it's my responsibility. My job is not to make you think politically. It's just I'm not good at that. I'm not the person that. Uh, it's not me. I'm, it's, I don't read politics. I don't, I've met, I didn't, I'm, I'm not, that's not what's in my newsfeed. Okay. I'll tell you what's in my newsfeed. Just so you know, and this is why I don't talk about this. This is my Google newsfeed. Two more prominent Los Angeles diner, dining places, establishments have closed. Okay. Chadwick Bozeman passed away. Shout out to Chadwick Bozeman. That guy was awesome. I will tell you, I have to say that watching Black Panther with my daughters and walking out of that movie and that experience, that experience, his performance in it was one of the more moving memories I'll ever have of, of going to a movie memories, uh, moving movie memories I'll ever have. The Karate Kid was one of them. Titanic was one of them. And, uh, and Black Panther was one of them. That's in my, Chris Stapleton's got a new album that's coming out. Um, uh, all, a lot of surfing news is. A lot of surfing news, right? Joe Rogan shares his thoughts 
on the killing of George Floyd. A lot of Rogan chicks. I'm friends with him. He comes up. America's Talent uh, has an insult comic to a stand-up routine. CAA joining three arts. What? Oh, CAA agent Karen Sage is joining three arts. Karen, congratulations, Karen. Kanye is on the new Nick Cannon. This is my news feed. Why would I ever talk to you about politics? Um, Jerry Seinfeld's in the Hamptons. Reese Witherspoon has a hilarious homecoming photo. These are, this is what Joe Rogan's podcast debuted Spotify. This is my news feed. So why the fuck would I ever, I haven't, have one thing political come up? This is what I like. Little cards that tell police to forget this never happened. Well, that's on Vice. Chet Hanks. Chet Hanks shoots shots at Adele. Guys, this is the intelligence of Burt Kreischer right here. Ray's coach, Kevin Cash, makes a scary Yankees threat after uh, Aldroyo's fiasco. Well, not one thing, most effective strength training workout, according to science. Kentucky family accused of booze, threesome, kicked out of the courthouse. This now is that's what the fuck I'm talking about. Post Malone getting back to his metal roots. I just want you to know who I am. Okay? That's, those are my interests. It's what interests me. All right? I know Jim Gaffigan talked about politics. Jim Gaffigan's a very intelligent guy. He's into politics. He's very socially conscious. He's also a Catholic. He find, you know, which I find very impressive. A man that can hold on to his Catholicism into this day and age, like with what the Catholic Church has been through, dude, very fucking impressive. My point is, don't expect any tirades coming out of me anytime soon, unless it's about Joe Rogan or surfing or Chadwick Boseman. I, that's my, those are my interests. I, I, this was a long-winded way of saying, I'm not your guy when it comes to politics. I, I, during this election, I won't say a thing. I probably won't. Maybe I will. Maybe I'll get drunk as fuck. Oh, by the way, that's also who I am. A guy who gets drunk as fuck, he just rattles. Just prattles on mindlessly. Uh, Felipe Esparza's special is on. By the way, this is my interest. Felipe Esparza is fucking hilarious. And he's got a new special on Netflix right now called uh, Bad Decisions. It is in Spanish and in English. I'm certain a lot of the listeners here will appreciate the one in English. He is an amazing comedian. We had him on Bill Burt this weekend. And he is so fucking funny. I haven't watched a special yet. I've watched clips of it. He's amazing. Beth Stelling has a special on HBO Max. I'm trying to get Beth on the podcast. I absolutely love Beth. I, I think she is a phenomenal comic. One of the best comics in the business, without a doubt. Really fucking, I mean, just, just great, 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 great comic. And an amazing person. I absolutely adore her. Um, and so check out her on HBO Max. Check, check out Felipe. And, uh, and then let's get on with the podcast. Today's podcast is with the hot summer nights, by the way, I hope I didn't like, I'm uh, by myself. I've been by myself for a while. So I apologize if this seems a little ranty and I feel like I just felt like at one point I was, I was working out the other day and I was very proud of Jim Gaffigan for speaking his political views because he had a lot to, he had a lot, he didn't have a lot to lose. He doesn't, it doesn't care about that stuff. I, I, I do. You know, I'll tell you what I respect. I, I respect ballsy motherfuckers. I do. I really do respect ballsy motherfuckers who know about what they're talking about and speak their mind. I loved Deion Sanders. This is a bad, by the way, this will show you how dumb I am. Obviously, I love Deion Sanders, right? When I saw Deion Sanders come out on Sports Illustrated primetime, I was so fucking there for that. I was like, 
fuck yeah. I love when people talk shit. I love when people get out there. I love it. So I, I got to give a shout out to Jim Gaffigan for speaking his mind. Whether you agree with his politics or not, it's cool to see someone speak up these days. It, it just is, especially on shit where it is perilous to them. I think it's badass. Today's podcast, and you know, obviously I love Gaffigan. I think he's fucking genius. And I do think he's genius. I love his wife. I love their family. I follow them on everything on YouTube, on Instagram. My point, today's podcast, Halston's like, Bert, where the fuck are you going? Are we going to have to do this again? You're just prattling on. Today's podcast, I got to get to the gym at 26 minutes. That's been, this has been a long read so far. Today's podcast is with the Hot Summer Nights Tour. It is all the guys that were on the first leg of the tour. Second leg of the tour, it was me, um, Steve Fury, Dave Williamson, and a lot of the guys. Today on the podcast, I have Shane Torres, uh, Jesus Trejo, Dave Williamson, uh, Ron, my tour bus driver, jumps on, and my cousin Andrew, who does uh, film and editing for us. And we talk about the tour a little bit. We talk about how married I am <clears throat> to this idea of touring being successful. I'm very, very, I have stakes in it because, because we were the first guys to go out and do these drive-ins. And a lot of people called, here's why I have stakes. And I'm probably, I'm sure I talk about this, but you know, a lot of people called me up and asked me how it was and, and asked if they should do it. And I told all of them they should, because as you'll hear here, and as you'll saw my Instagram, and as you, if you were at one of the shows, I had a lot of fun with them. I thought they were really, really fun. I thought it was a great way to stay safe, stay distant and do a show. But I also had a lot of people talking shit about me. A lot of people. I had an agent going around the industry trying to trash me. Uh, an agent that I, th I thought I was like, I didn't think I was friends with. I don't, but a guy that I thought I was cool with was going around like behind my back, trashing me personally. Uh, he's a liar. These shows suck. Trust me. Th th this isn't the way to do it. I had a guy doing that and it really bummed me out. Cause I was like, wow, it's so funny. All these texts he sent me. I, I, I really trusted this guy. Now I know, Oh no, no. He's just a regular human. I guess uh, that's human. That's how humans are. Humans think about themselves more often than not. I had comics trashing me. I had comics who I trusted or I liked or I, I believed we were friends. We are not. Definitely, I know that now. I listen to them trash me on podcasts. Um, I know why they did now. I do. But it bummed me out because I, here I am trying something new that's different than what we'd ever done in the norm, which is do it at clubs, do it at, uh, at theaters. Um, and to hear them come out and, and say these are stupid and they're bad shows when they had never been to one and that people honk throughout and they're screaming like they were just, it was lying because they didn't know. They didn't know. They had heard rumors and it, bo it really bothered me because I thought I, I, I would be honest. If they were shit shows, I would turn it into a joke. That's how I work is that if something's bad or if it's good in this business, either way, it's going to turn into a bit. I'm just a comedian. So like if I had gone out, I told these guys, if we'd done the first run of four shows, eight shows, six shows, whatever we did, and they had all turned out bad, I would definitely just laughed it off and gone on Rogan or gone on Two Bears, One Cave or told you here, we would have just celebrated how bad they were. It's okay to have a bad gig. I'm saying this to all the comics that are terrified right now that talk shit about me. It's okay to have a bad gig. Don't be so precious with your act. It's all right to suck. <laughs> I've sucked a lot. And I fucking want to call you out by name. But do you remember when you sucked? 
Because I do. I was in the back of the room. And by the way, I still like you. So I'm really tethered to the fact that I hope people are enjoying them and having great shows doing these shows. A lot of people are now doing them. Bill Burr is now doing a run. I just saw it on announced the other day. Eliza, Brian Regan, um, Ari Shafir, Big J Okerson, a, a lot of people. Sal Volcano, none of which ever talk shit about me, by the way. Just getting that out to, so that we're not, we clear things up. But a lot of people are doing these drive-ins. There's a great one in Cape Cod. There's an amazing one in Butler, Pennsylvania. Amazing one in North Carolina. Tulsa, Indianapolis, Columbus. There's so many great drive-in movie theaters, and it's such a cool experience. So if, you see, if, if it sounds like I am maybe a little bit raw when, when, uh, when we talk about my – ownership's the wrong word. I have no ownership to this. It was just an idea. But I do have ownership to people trashing the concept of doing these shows because you are denying an opportunity. I think it's so silly to just say, this sucks. I'm going to be shitty about it. And by the way, a lot of comics do that. They did it about Roast Battle until Roast Battle succeeded. They did it about, you do it, we, it's what we do as comics. We're shitty people. I had a guy on the podcast that we had to edit out a lot of the things he said about people because he's a shitty person deep down inside. And you, and, and you just, well, Halston's smiling right now because he knows what I'm talking about. But you just know there's a lot of negativity in this world right now. And, and being in your house is not conducive to mental health. And Negative mental health is not conducive to being a positive person. I'm not saying I'm a positive person. I'm not saying I have any good mental health. I just got into a fight with my fucking wife on the phone last night that continued into this morning that will continue after this podcast and well into the evening tonight about bullshit because my brain's not perfect and it's not going well right now because I'm sitting in a hotel room. Jesus, Bert, this is the longest read I've ever fucking heard you do. I know. I'm not talking to anyone right now, okay? So this is, this is my fucking... So it's me and the guys talking about the tour, okay? It was a fun tour. If it wasn't, and if the shows were bad, I wouldn't have done a second run. I wouldn't have lined up a third run. I just wouldn't. It's not a big moneymaker, folks. It's a lot of fun. It really is a genuine amount of fun. The days off are fun. The shows are fun. Writing new materials fun. All of it's fun. I love my job. I'm very blessed to do it. I will, to all those fucking shitty comics, I will keep trying to do things differently. Not because I'm trying to prove anything. I just, that's the way my brain works. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. And by the way, I will also be inspired by badass motherfuckers who do things differently. Dave Chappelle. I mean, look, I've always said that Doug Benson was the guy that gave me the idea to do the call and sick to work show. Don't think for a second that I don't look at the way this business works and get inspired from people. I will always be inspired by people. That is the coolest thing about this business. I have a goddamn podcast right now. If you think for a second that I'd have this, if it wasn't for Joe Rogan, you're out of your fucking mind. This is a straight copy of his business model. A guy who needed to, and I was there when they were shitting on him. I was there when all you cunts were like, oh, so what, you got a podcast? And by the way, I'm there when you guys sit in my man cave and go, how do I start a podcast? So fucking suck my dick. Get on board or fucking sit in your fucking room and talk shit behind everyone's back. I'm fucking 
Get inspired. How you like that? Get inspired. If you're a comic, get fucking inspired. Fucking look at the badass motherfuckers doing something cool and fucking get inspired by them. Fucking get inspired. It's not just sitcoms, motherfuckers. This this is a this is a fucking rant right now, Halston. Cut me off and tell me to fucking say their names. Say their names. How about this? This little bullshit rant I just went on about how I got feelings about certain things and how I got feelings about people talking shit about me and how I got feelings. Understand that that is my example of that mental health thing I was talking about is uh, it's, it's a tough time. It's a tough time for all of us right now. It's confusing and we, and a lot of us don't see an end to it. And that's why we're fighting with our wives and that's why we're talking shitty behind each other's backs. And when things goes back, things go back to normal and we're all sitting backstage at a comedy club and we're together and we're passing around a joint and all doing a shot together, we'll all be fine. Okay. I love comedians. I know I love comedians and that's why I love this podcast. And that's why I love doing this tour. And when we're starting up September 6th, October 6th, and we're back out on the road, I'm going to have a blast for the first two weeks. And then the last week, I'm going to go, God damn it, man. Did anyone get COVID? Fuck. Fuck. If I get COVID, we're getting dragged. Everyone's going to be like, that's what you get. God damn it. We're safe. We talk about that on the podcast. Ron comes on and announces his podcast. Um, yeah, yeah. It's a, a hilarious, a hilarious little, uh, it's a, yeah, that's right. Ron's starting a podcast. Every. every buddy. So I love you with all my heart. I really sincerely do. I appreciate you listening to the podcast. I apologize for this long read. Stay safe. Take care of your family. If you're having any doubts, just stay at home. Just stay at home and love your kids. Trust me from a guy who wishes he could be with his kids right now and be with his wife and see the brand new puppy. Man, take a time. Do it for me. Take a second. Uh, I hope you enjoy this podcast. It's all about our Hot Summer Nights tour, but it's mostly <clears throat> us breaking each other's balls and having a good time. Uh, I will see you all on the road in October. Stay safe. I love you. Ladies and gentlemen, today's podcast, Ron Marchand. I think I said Ron's name last. Ron, our bus driver, Shane Torres, Jesus Trejo, Dave Williamson, Andrew Hobson, the Hot Summer Nights tour, a.k.a. the Prison Fuck Boys. Enjoy it. This is Good morning, fellas. What's up, Zeus? I've been sitting on this couch doing meetings all morning. So, oh dang, yeah. How you doing, Jesus? I'm doing great. It's great to see you guys. This is. Where are you? Where are you? Uh, I'm at home. Hey, you look like you're in your little area. You set up for homeschooling, Jesus. <laughs> this is it, baby. <laughs> Yeah, this is my 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 little nook right here, my meeting nook. <laughs> you don't realize how unwhite your walls are until you open up a Zoom screen. You're like, damn, these are fucking dirty ass walls. I thought they looked clean. Manila, <laughs> fucking hood ass walls and shit. <laughs> Trying to hide it with my uh, <laughs> embarrassing attempt at an art wall. <laughs> what up? Uh- how did the tacos to and came out good yesterday? 
It was great, man. It, it, it felt so fun. People were just like, man, which is like, it's like, what a great episode to start off with. People were like, uh, yeah, the, the DMs like filled up pretty crazy. And the first we feast guys, I did fortune Feimster episode last night. Yeah. Uh, I taped that one, but the guys were just raving about it. That, you know, it, it, it was just a fun episode. And yeah, I thought it was fun. Did you have fun? I had a fucking blast. You kidding me? That was so cool, man. Oh, look who just showed up with Vaseline yeah. all over his screen. <laughs> what? Hey, Where man. are you? Are you I'm in the not- sauna? What's going on? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what the? We're there's just a, starting like this? There's a plump, sweaty boy. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, coming at you live and I'm sorry, I'm not, I'm not coming to you live from a lids like Dave. Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> it's like he's hanging out in a foot, foot action. I just frosted my screen like a plump, sweaty boy. I'm three hours ahead of you, and how do you already look drunk? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> hey, just clean your screen off. Is it? Is there your camera? You got an oh, LG potato <laughs> recording. <laughs> you doing it on the computer? Yeah. Oh. That better? <laughs> a little better, yeah. Yeah. Where are you? Are you in Brooklyn? Yeah. So that's what Brooklyn looks like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it looks like you're in a hotel. Did Leon finally kick you out? <laughs> <laughs> that looks really good now shane that looks really yeah 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 yeah. Yeah, hey shane shane more good to see you guys i thought is what you meant to say (laughs) (laughs) so tell me tell me shane wildfires take all three that's what i hope (laughs) is new york dead like uh james aldridge said i'm sorry (laughs) is new york dead it's pretty quiet, but it's not dead. I, I, um, you know, I, I feel like I feel like when a billionaire tells you something is dead, you might have, have to ask right. questions. Did uh, I talked to someone? who said like the subways are sketchy. That like crimes up. That like I heard. And by the way, that someone was Mark Norman. <laughs> okay, fine. Yeah, yeah. If he's on them, they're pretty sketchy. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's not bad. I don't know what people are freaking the fuck out about. It's quieter, but it's not, it's horse shit. Really? Dude, I can go to, I'm going to go to a park in like an hour or, you know, four hours, whenever this is done. And, uh, it's packed. Marie Hernandez is the park by my house is packed. Really? People are enjoying it. It's just like, you can't, sorry, you can't go do Coke in a Chinatown basement at three in the afternoon right now. Like things are a little different, but it's not dead. Fuck off. People are stupid. What, no, have, you done any, have, you done have you done any shows in New York? Mm-hmm. How are they? Um, well, we were running our show on the rooftop of the, our, our little like indie venue, and then Cuomo banned every ticketed event in the city. Really? Yeah. But gyms are open. So <laughs> I don't know. You know like, and people can go bowling. But God forbid I go up there and tell a joke about come for 20 minutes you know i don't know i i it's whatever i mean I, i'm supposed there's some reason but uh it sucks that they they shut down the ticket now now we're left with like parks and uh non booze event no alcohol venues whatsoever yeah. yeah they have they have all these restaurants that are doing outside dining which i think is super creative and effective but the second someone talks into a microphone all of a sudden, sure. yeah, you know, yeah. Which, we all know what a huge draw I am. Like, that I'm really packing people into these fucking 
these limited 40 seat venues the outside seating for restaurants i think uh, it, you know i think everyone's kind of like going in that direction with restaurants even in la you see it everywhere but i keep thinking like la it's very conducive to have that year round for the most part but like yeah. new york yeah. wait till like december that oh it's gonna be horrible not, yeah, people aren't gonna do it. yeah people aren't gonna be able to do they i mean either you know we're gonna have to make a big jump uh, yeah. in the in the in the vaccine jump or... indoors <laughs> <laughs> go eat the food at the gym <laughs> buddy you're talking my language now zeus it's <laughs> a million dollar idea yeah, in, in do you remember that do you remember that time we were working out on the road and you just texted me hey what about smoked jalapeno poppers for dinner and it was you were just you were just watching diners drive-ins and dives when you were talking. <laughs> it worked they were great dave made them they were awesome yeah he made he made some this last tour he made some the last night at five in the morning when everyone was blacked out and no one remembered eating them, but we all had <laughs> diarrhea. <laughs> well, what yeah. I, I, bought, I, I bought the ingredients to make the smoked jalapeno poppers and then we never got around to doing it. So then we were in this rental house and at like, you know, four in the morning, everyone's like, do we have any food? And I'm like, let me see what we got. And all we had were the ingredients for that. So I figured, yeah. out, a way to, I figured out a way to make them in the oven instead of the smoker. And then the next morning, Bert's like, did I have hot sauce last night? I said, hot sauce? <laughs> you, had a, you had hot sauce delivered with cheese and jalapeno and bacon. <laughs> Dave gave you the old sting ring, huh? <laughs> hey, wait, I, you know, I'm curious. What was, um, because all of a sudden now, I just saw everyone's doing drive-in movie theaters. Like, Rolling yeah. Stone just came out, and they're like, Hannibal Burris is coming out with a drive-in movie theater tour. And I'm like, yeah, 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 that's a great idea. I wonder where he got it from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. There's somebody shooting it? something here in Brooklyn too. What's that? Somebody's shooting something here in Brooklyn too. In I, yeah, I, I, there's a lot of a lot of people are doing them. But have people been asking you like when you go to clubs or people like, hey, what are those drive-ins like? A little bit, yeah, yeah. People ask, um, but you know, I never see anybody that can go do a drive-in. You know, there's like 10 people, you know, to, so they ask, but it's like, who can actually pull it off? Like, make that happen is a different thing, you know, like, I mean, if you need somebody to not fill seats, I can do a drive-in theater. Like, I... <laughs> Socially distant drive-in movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So trust me, the shows are safer than they'll ever be at any other event. <laughs> Jesus, you did the one in Irvine. Yeah, I did the, the Irvine Improv. They did a uh, drive-in situation at the rooftop of the parking structure and uh that was interesting it was it was different than than what we had done right so it's like your setup was stage uh cameras and then like a little fence to keep people away and then the first row the irvine had like a little stage right and the cars were like up against the stage they were like right there everyone's in oh, their Jesus. cars no one's out of their cars no everyone's in their cars so that was challenging but i did uh, drive it in queens the same thing and but 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 the screen was it, it looked like one of those bouncy houses like a massive bouncy house pool if that makes sense and it was a big white square and that's where they projected it on there um it was different i, I mean it was different even from like the stuff that i'd done you know on, on the road with you guys but even uh i did the magic castle i did the parking lot at the magic castle yeah, birded that he said he loved it it, it, it was it was really cool, but 
I, I would say that was the smallest, most intimate um, drive-in style because there was no screen. There was nothing. There was no FM uh, transmission. Everyone is in their cars. So like this is level for the cars and the stage was here and it was like above. So everyone got a clear view of it and it was projected out like with speakers as opposed to in their FM. And, yeah. and you know what's crazy? Like the like there's this plastic thing like with hands that like if you move it, it claps. It's basically like you're doing that. So people had these clappers, so they stick them out of their cars and they go. Oh, so you got live feedback in real time. It wasn't really a laugh. You could hear people kind of laughing, you know, kind of like what what you know the tour was. But like when they did the whole like thing with the plastic, like it was cool. It was different at, at first. I was like, man, that's annoying. I don't know how I'm gonna get it, through that. It's better than honking horns, man. The honking horns yeah. thing during the set makes no sense to me. I've seen some <laughs> some of these set it up that way. The honking horns at the end of the set when you get the ovation is That's awesome. rad. Yeah, yeah it's right. such a cool feeling. But during your set, I mean, that just feels like it goes Were they heckling you guys instinct. on that second run? Like the people honking? No. I feel like people were very respectful of your shows. Well, I think I think this is going to sound this is going to sound absolutely horrible, but I think there are comics that laughter isn't their biggest thing in their set. And so like Fallon <laughs> <laughs> like i did here i'm in trouble now I guys, i'm right here saying saying you know hey guys if you like a joke honk and i and i've heard of some opener someone told me about this opener who did it and i was like that's odd like if you like a joke honk they laugh and like i i, I don't there was never a point where i couldn't hear someone laugh ever ever other than indianapolis late show but <laughs> oh i remember that well, was that the, the guy in the was that the one where the guy was in the backyard like telling us to go fuck ourselves? No, that was that was Fort Collins. Fort Collins. <laughs> yeah, he was furious. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> now wait. In that guy's defense, that was a unique situation because it was a Wednesday night. We did two shows. The second show started like after midnight. And you know that guy probably loves living there because he can look over his fence and see movies for free and tune into the thing. And all of a sudden. There's never been a stand up there. And he's like, oh, a movie tonight. Awesome. And it's Bert's naked body up on the screen. Shirtless with a zipper down. That, that, was the, that was the show that Bert's pants kept falling off. Remember? Yeah. <laughs> Me and Hayes just, were on just the side, <laughs> dying, laughing. Like, does Bert realize that his pants are around his knees, right? <laughs> and this guy's like, what the fuck is this? And he just kept yelling. Go to hell! <laughs> Go Fuck to hell. you! Shut up! <laughs> he was. He, if, if only he knew he was making the show better. <laughs> it was so fucking funny. Yeah, there's oh, there's some. I've heard some stories of guys of guys who uh, who you know. It, it's the real difference is there is comedy that is um, not based on laughter. It's based on uh, approval of I ideology. So you say things that you know people will approve of, and in a club, it goes over well. But when you're in a drive-in, you realize the holes in your act, and you go, "Oh, just to say I, I vote, I support Black Lives Matters, I, I'm not going to hear the response. I'm not saying, oh, by the way, that's not the, but you know, just to say the right thing that is yeah. is virtue signaling is not going to get the laughter or the the approval I need. Yeah. And now all of a sudden, I see the holes in my act, where it's like. I will say that every single one of us just goes for com. We just do comedy. We don't. We're not like 
none of us are political acts where we're like, hey, uh, so so I vote right and I, I support a, a woman's right to choose. And so in that case, if you're if you're one of those acts, then yeah, honking makes total sense because you're like, how are you going to get the approval you normally get yeah. out of applause and cheers in a theater as opposed to just laughs? And every single one of us just goes off old school comedy where it's just laughs. And 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 I think that's a I think there's a flaw in that in that uh, in that some of us like my, myself included myself more than you guys I've said things I was saying things this last run like that where you go sometimes the most aggressive thing you can say is the funniest thing and when you're in that scenario where laughter is your is your currency you're saying some aggressive things to get some big pops yeah and you're going okay I, I get maybe that's my weakness but yeah no one ever fucking especially out in the drive-ins I think like because it's like the last they don't you won't say they evaporate but they don't stick around the same so yeah, you kind of feel like you have to go a little harder on them you go a little harder it. and i think i think yeah. it's, you you are we, we all of our all of us adapted our acts by the end where it was like yeah. all right i understand thunder works tightness works economy of word works get to the punchline works yeah. remember do you remember that one show we did where i was like i was like um i got to 35 minutes and i was done and yeah. i was like because i trimmed the fat and i was like <laughs> holy shit i got 35 <laughs> i thought i had an hour <laughs> I was doing an hour 45 in Salt Lake City in a club because you, you were doing that <laughs> you were doing that I'm a feature but I can headline kind of yeah. <laughs> yeah. it was scary in the beginning I think for it, sure it was like trying to adjust it was new for everybody it was new for the production the people the comics like it was new for everybody and that first show me being on stage and the sound wasn't working I'm like, can you guys hear me now? People are like, we can't hear you. Oh, How oh, Jesus. Now? oh you God. Oh. Fucked repeatedly. You got butt fucked rep- every time. I didn't mind something it. went wrong. It happened only for you. Every <laughs> time. I remember first show, I'm like eating a bag of dicks, right? And I, I, I go, this is only my worst nightmare, guys. That's when the audio kicked in perfect. I hear the huge roar. <laughs> People laughing. And I get some DMs later, right? And they're like, hey, don't think you were bombing. Which, by the way, if they have to tell you you weren't bombing, you were bombing. They're like, we just couldn't. It was hard to hear you because we could hear you talk about mustard or some shit. But we saw Vin Diesel trailer playing above you. So we don't know what the fuck was going on. Vin Diesel was on. So so for those of you listening, we were in North. By the way. I will I will rate these drive-ins. I want I almost I called Nick News Four. I was like I almost want to write a a Bible for how to do drive-in movie theaters because by this Ooh. time I'm like I got it figured out. New York, that North Carolina was one of the prettiest venues we did this entire it's gorgeous, tour. Beautiful, yeah. beautiful. It's gorgeous, but they were playing a movie which they don't do now. They were playing a movie before Jesus got on stage. Too fast and too furious or whatever. So Jesus <laughs> walks on stage and they cut to Vin Diesel and everyone's like, Oh my God, this guy looks exactly wrong ball like- guy. <laughs> looks exactly like Vin Diesel. <laughs> and and then you start talking. Dude, you got that happened to you more than anyone, Jesus. Like more than anyone. I don't have friends, I have family. <laughs> but it was cool because I, I think once once it got ironed out, like I, I I felt like it was uh the crosshairs were adjusted. I knew I knew what to do and it was fun. But in the beginning, I gotta admit, y'all, it's like I was I was eating it. I was eating it yeah. and it was fun. I mean, I, I wouldn't have it any other way. It was fun. Well, to clarify, what Bert means by that is, as the opening acts, we all rotated the order we'd go in, so we'd just switch every show. And it seemed like whatever slot Jesus ended up in was the slot that had an audio <laughs> problem or a heckler or something, right? So Jesus just kept having bad luck, but 
I think that just like anything we've done in our careers with comedy, like that's what makes the difference between like, you know, a, a, a mediocre comic who everything's set up right and they have a great set versus a seasoned comic who has headlined, you know, shows in bowling alleys to start their career off and stuff like that, where you just learn how to adjust the situations. And that's what we were yeah. doing for the, probably the first time in a long time in our careers. And for me, the big adjustment was when you were standing next to the stage and one of you guys was on stage or even when I was on stage and you weren't sure how, what kind of laughs you were getting, right? You were like, you heard laughs, but you weren't sure how, if you were doing great, good or not. But then what I started doing was walking out into the crowd and you guys would be on stage and I'd hear how much people were actually laughing. So then you get a real gauge of, okay, this is how much people are laughing. This is how much of it makes it up to the stage. So then you have a little bit more confidence moving forward of like, oh, all right, I'm, I'm hearing laughs. That means everyone's laughing. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, there was a, that space is like, you can hear the first few rows up front, but you like really yeah. have to be on And then like, and then you're like, Jesus Christ, that snack bar is awful quiet back there. <laughs> so the thing, the, thing that, yeah, the thing that made North Carolina so awesome, and then one of the venues we did on this most recent run in uh, just outside Pittsburgh was that the cars were kind of theaters. It was like theater seating There was because it was like on the side of a mountain. Yeah, they had kind of like leveled yeah. them a little so, bit. So that uh, the, the laps from the back row get to you more. Yeah, at those, awesome. at those two venues. There's a little more depth to it. Yeah. So yeah. that first, so that first show we did in North Carolina, it was like that. We got all the laughs, and we were like, "Oh, this is awesome!" And then we yeah. went to Indianapolis, and we were like, "Oh, it's kind of flat." <laughs> I also, Indianapolis, I, Indianapolis first show was great. Second yeah. show was the first time we did a second show, and it started at like one in the morning. Yeah, and we were like, and I think all of us were like, "That seems yeah. like late, a late time to start a show." Yeah, because like we didn't think like, "Oh yeah, you have to wait till it's dark." For yeah. the show to start, like, like, there's nothing anyone can do about the sun. So, <laughs> so you just be like, well, you fucking it's 10 o'clock. I guess we'll get rolling. All these rednecks have been drinking for three hours. And <laughs> we, we, we forgot it was the solstice. Yeah. <laughs> longest day of the year. Longest show of your life. <laughs> well, Jesus, you're up. <laughs> I found out that there's people with bad timing belts in every city because they would be in the front. Just <laughs> it's things too because you put Jesus's skin tone up on the screen and it does look like sunset. <laughs> it's just blends in the background. It's because he's a bronze god. <laughs> the, that oh, was man. the best. Was and then the other ones that ha- happened to Jesus were. Um, when he did go 30, he'd be like, all right, you guys ready for your headliner? And all of a sudden, the side, like, no, no, Jesus, we're just going to roll the copy. And he'd look, go, huh, what, what? Oh, never oh, mind. happened like oh, twice. Yeah, yeah. yeah you, had right. you had your hype video. When it, when it was going great, it's like, well, bringing up your headliner, like, no, no, now you guys are yelling at me. Don't say that. Come off stage. Okay, dang it. <laughs> it was, I'll tell it was you, so I, fun. I, I, I missed you guys on this tour. It was, it was a good tour. It was very different. I think it was the right, it was, it was definitely doing it with one with two head two features is a lot more feasible than three only because you're in control of a lot more. Um, but uh, but I missed you guys in like because Philly was fucking insanity. It was like four thousand really? people. It oh, was Jesus insane. It was in the parking lot of the vet. Literally the furthest. Oh God. <laughs> It was the furthest car was like a quarter of a mile away. That's wow. that sounds like the a recipe for disaster. <laughs> like, you know what? Awesome. You know what? Let me tell you something. It is. 
a recipe for disaster. <laughs> but how, for whatever reason, for whatever the reason, the gods smiled on us that night and we all had the best shows of our life. And it, because all I thought was, this is where Bill Burr had his meltdown. Yeah. This is, this is Philly. This is where they threw fucking snowballs at Santa Claus. This is fucking they, Philly. But they booed Michael Irvin when he broke his neck there. <laughs> they booed him when they pulled him off the fucking field. Oh, I, I had the Jesus spot on that show. I went first. And uh, I even. <laughs> the Jesus spot. Let's <laughs> Jesus give it that name. <laughs> yes, let's give it that name. I know what I did on that spot. Let's leave it that. <laughs> um, but I, I forgot a joke. Like, I haven't forgot a joke in years, right? I just straight up started a bit and then went like, oh, damn, I, I, I messed a word up or something. I can't remember what goes next. And uh, the crowd in Philly actually was super supportive. They were just like, <laughs> you're, like you're doing great. They were cheering. And then I just looked, awesome. at them, like, I looked at them and said, I forgot a joke. And they laughed and cheered. And I just moved on to the next joke. But I was That's like, man, right. I could have got, got crushed. <laughs> Yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was, I, I, mi- get, I missed you guys. As soon as did I, one or, did you do first, one or two there? One. We did one there. Well, yeah, we, yeah, we did one there. <laughs> we did one in Jersey. Uh, you guys missed an event, an eventful tour. I will say that. Uh, it Ron, looked wild from what I was seeing. Ron yeah, declared a race awesome. war against me and my family. <laughs> um, oh, he told no. me I needed to pick up a pick a <laughs> We could all have seen that coming. Yeah. <laughs> um, we, we survived a tornado in Jersey. The, I saw that. That looked intense. That's scary. Dude. Yeah. What'd was, you guys do? Uh, just shit, shit our pants. Yeah. Like D- Dave brushed his teeth. Dave was fucking like, <laughs> I'm gonna brush my teeth. And Andy <laughs> stayed in the spot. Parfait moved waters from the base up to the top, and then from moved water from the top to the base. Then got ice. Did parfait moves? Ron drove back to us. Ron was in a Marshalls. Right. <laughs> He was like, oh, hurricane, I got to go get my boys. So he drove in the middle of a tur- tornado to come get us. And man's, man's just panicked with a camera in his hand, like going like this, going, should I get away from the windows? Should I get away from the windows? Ron was in a Marshalls. <laughs> he was. He was like in a Ross dress for less or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Looking for first, discount dockers while the fucking world is flooding. The first thing he did was pull out a pair of sweatpants, and he goes, guess how much I paid for these? I go, Ron, there was just a tornado. And he goes, $25. <laughs> it was the worst place for it to happen to us, too, because, nor- like, so we're all asleep in our bunk, right? Like, like the, the bus pulled in. We're at the venue. We're all still asleep. All, all of our phones start going crazy with the tornado warning, so we all wake up. And uh, I thought it was like an Amber Alert. I was going to ignore it. But then I'm like, oh, let me check it. And I check it and I see tornado warning. I'm like, oh, shit. But everyone gets up and goes out. And, and it seemed fine at first. Like we're like, I don't think there's anything to worry about. Then two minutes later, all of a sudden, this weather went. Just on did, top the sky go, did the sky go green on you guys? Dude, it, we walked outside and it was like, it was like lightning, 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 like, like, like the kind of tornado lightning. And we all went, got back in. And then within a matter, uh, probably within two minutes, it was rain was sideways, uh, stop signs were shaking, cars were moving. It was like fucking insane. But That's any insane. other venue also- go into the bathroom and at least have like a structure if some real shit went down, right? But yeah. at that venue, we were just in the middle of a parking lot with nothing around us whatsoever. So And the, the stage and the screens that they set up were right next to the bus. So even if the bus was okay during oh, a tornado, fun. we were worried about a tornado or wind 
uh, throwing the it down into yeah. the bus. And we couldn't even get into the rental car and go to the hotel because Ron was at Ross Dress for Less looking for, you know, discount sneakers. <laughs> also, I love that you were like... A braided well, leather belt. Uh, Dave, I love that you were like, I thought it was an amber warning, so I was just going to ignore it. <laughs> Father of the year. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, we're in New Jersey. I'm sure it what happens a, a lot. What a nuisance, all those missing children. <laughs> we're planning... Uh, we're planning... Um, we're planning a tour... For the fall, we're trying to, I guess. I don't know. I mean, I figure everyone's tested negative for COVID. This is a successful way to tour. I, I got, you know, I got panic attacks. Um, oh, by the way, I got to talk to you. Butler, Pennsylvania, man. I, if you ever get a chance, if we, I'll go back there. Yeah, that was, was probably awesome. the best show I've ever done. Is that done. the place outside of Pittsburgh? Or that was that the best yeah. show I've ever done in my was, life. That was the one that had the tears. Legit really? tiered, like up, like up, like 200 feet uh, up to the top. Wow. And it was, it is, Nikki Glazer's there tomorrow night. Hannibal's going there. Uh, Brian Regan's going there. I think Ga everyone's, everyone's hitting Butler. So this is like the comedy on state of drive-in movie theaters? Yeah, exactly. It, it, yeah, it, it's yeah. exactly. I actually talked to him. I was like, I was like, you know, it's interesting because I think people are afraid of certain drive-ins, but like Tulsa, which set up on paper, should have been horrible was fucking amazing we had a drive where there was a interstate with like within like with right next to the drive-in i loved oh, wow. tulsa tulsa was one yeah. of my favorite shows they I did. were really rad I, and I also like i remember thinking like they were more responsible and then i thought they were going to be as far as socially distancing goes i remember they were really they were really good that's one of the was things that I the one I, go ahead sorry. what are you gonna say jesus oh no i was gonna say shane is that the one uh where you uh yelled something texas yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I told him yeah. I was and from then, around, around they there, yelled at three hours away like, in the great state of Texas, and they all got real shitty. Yeah, it was fun. fun. <clears throat> yeah, but what were you saying, Bert? Sorry, I forget. Um, but Tulsa, was, they were awesome. Yeah, I feel like I feel like you know I, anything that's a traditional drive-in is great, and as soon as they let them out of their cars, <laughs> everyone stays socially distant. No one's like getting in each other grill, each other's grill. Oh no, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like everybody's fine, yeah. They, they people just go to the bathroom and wait longer is the only yeah. issue. But yeah, that's it. But yeah, it, it's interesting to see how each place does it a little different too. Like, uh, so the one we just did in Cape Cod, they actually roped off each little parking spot, so people had their little section that they had to stay in. That's they, killer. Um, yeah, but at okay. least it Cape gave Cod. them some boundaries, you know. Cape Cod, yeah. they set that place up for live performances. They they set it up. So it was a run down. I think it was a, a dead drive in. Then they got it and set it up just for this. So it's roped off. Like it looks like a LL Bean, little roped off areas. <laughs> and it's in sand because it's, it's, it's right on the water. Cape Cod was fucking awesome. They, they had the, the porta, they had tons of porta potties, right? Which I think that's is, fucking cool. Yeah. A, a real good. benefit, you know, to the, the audience, obviously. And uh, inside the porta potties, they put um, Christmas lights that were on a sensor. So if you open up the porta potty to go in, it lit up. So it didn't feel like you're just in a cheap, shitty porta potty. It felt kind of like hip, you know? like you're putting an angel on a tree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that, there's. By the way, I, I have to say this only if they're listening. Hotbox does it right. That company in Cape Cod does it right. Live Nation in Philly did a fucking amazing show. The people that we worked with at Butler, I'm sure I'm forgetting people. We didn't really have we didn't really have a bad show at all on this tour. And on the first tour, the first tour is the whole reason we did the second tour. I remember everyone's like, 
uh, you know, they must have sucked. And I was like, well, I'm doing fucking 18 more shows. Are you kidding me? And we're lining up. We have so many fucking offers for the fall that they're like, there's no way unless you want to go. It's going to be into November, which it's going to be cold. But like, I want to get like, I love these people that are thinking outside the box. Here's what I love is like, I don't know Michael Che, right? But I fucking love that guy because the way his brain works is the same way my brain works where you go, hey, I do one thing. I understand that uh, that right now the world's fucked up. I do one thing and I got to figure out a way to do it because I'm going to do it and I'm not going to just sit here and not do it. And, and, and I will try everything. And if I don't like something, I won't do it twice. But he was like the first dude, I think, in all of stand-up to set up an outdoor show, right? I think he was... I mean, there might have been some other people, but I think he was the first one with some uh, notoriety and like a presence that people were like paying attention. I mean, I'm sure other places were trying stuff or whatever, but like I did that show Monday. How was it? It wasn't awesome. It was great. Yeah. It's a long culture lab in Long Island City. They socially distance and... I mean, I don't think he wasn't there, but it was the same venue is what I mean to say. But like, But it's, but it's like as soon as you dictate... As soon as you dictate the rules to an audience and say, here's the deal. And, and, and by the way, there are some, and then I think this comes down to like some people go up and they panic and they think this isn't like a club. I've never done an outdoor venue. I've never done an amphitheater. I've never done a college in the afternoon. I've never done. Oh my God, what am I going to do? And they panic and they start making rules on the fly. Like I could just honk. If you can hear me, honk, honk, yeah. honk. Let me see your flash. Okay. All right. That's the new, that's the new normal. No, that you just go up and you do stand up the way you normally do it and wait for your good joke to show up and get the laugh, and then you figure out a workaround. That dude was standing. I saw him standing in the back of a pickup truck doing stand-up. And my, my, if I'm, I've never really seen him do stand-up, you know? But I know his stand-up, from what I've heard, is a lot like Patrice, where it's not like set-up punch per se. It's more like, more like storytelling, more kind of like, uh, like thought, like more like Burr and Patrice than it, than it is like Todd Berry, you know? Right? Yeah. I mean, I would say... I would say- uh, you know, if I've seen a special, I've seen Mike work. It's, I think he presents an idea. Yeah. You know, sometimes and then like, but I've seen him do a ton of stuff where he, he'll talk to audience. Like, but like, I, he, I do see him present an idea and be like this, or he'll tell a story. You know, like, he'll be like, I was thinking about this and kind of like that'll ruminate in front of the audience for a little bit. And then By the he'll way, like, I take, got, I got take that. his direction. Do you remember, do you remember that? Do you remember that uh, Fox News joke I was working on? No, no. Uh, I got. Well, I figured go. it out last night. Okay, <laughs> sorry, sorry. I, know. I, 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 I thought I. I thought I told you about Fox News. Is like when you're at the beach and you see a chick with long blonde hair, and you're like, "That's what I'm talking about." And turn around, and it's a boy, and you're like, "Oh fuck, never mind, never mind, never mind." <laughs> I figured out. I, and everyone's like, "Nah, I've never, I've never done that." And I was like, "Oh, I guess you didn't grow up in Florida, where a lot of dudes <laughs> have long hair." <laughs> but uh, but I, I wrote I wrote a bunch of material last night in bed. Have nice. you guys been to we'll pivot from the tour so everyone's like not like Jesus Christ, glory days. Um <laughs> <laughs> I will say, I will say, um uh, oh, oh shit. Oh no. <laughs> Coming at you live and direct from Marshall's. What a great time to pivot. <laughs> Speaking of pivots, you <laughs> what's up, dress for less? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ronnie, can you hear us? He's still connected. I can't What's going on? Hey, All right. We were just telling the guys about how you were at a Ross dress for less while we were in a tornado. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was some 
I got a, a scary text from from Parfait. He he was a little terrified. He he thought the bus was gonna flip over and you guys were freaking out. Hey Ron, not to not to make this you need some light hitting your face. You just look like a shadow right now. <laughs> oh, it's that. You you try to be funny, huh? No, I'm not no, no, I'm not no, noticing no, your you, eyes. You look like you're doing a QAnon broadcast. <laughs> you look like you're ratting on the mob. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There this, you go. This, this, this coming from a man who's sending me secret messages to come break him out. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I just got it. I just got a off a phone call where they were like, hey, just so you know. Don't tell anyone you're in quarantine. Don't tell anyone what's going on. <laughs> I was like, I was like, whoops, little late, guys. <laughs> who 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 told you that? The network. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. For, for a guy who's uh, for a guy whose catchphrase is "secret time," you sure are terrible at keeping secrets. <laughs> yeah, Dude, I will tell you right now. Being in quarantine, I will never go to rehab. This is not. <laughs> meant for me i i'm like fucking. <laughs> do you think quarantine means drying out that's awesome yeah no booze I think, yeah i think i think leanne tricked him into taking this gig knowing that this is what it was going to be and maybe this would help him out later on in life you should have heard the pep talk she gave me Oh. On our way, we were eight miles away from from no. the, from the hotel. You should have you should have heard the juxtaposition of Leanne and Ron. Rant Ron's pep talks. Ron's pep talks are like, dude, you're just going in to do a bid. You're going to prison. This is nothing big. It's prison. For five days. <laughs> <laughs> you know what he said? We're, when you get in there, punch the biggest guy in the face that you see. <laughs> the second you get there, you punch the biggest guy in the face. If they want to take your manhood. Don't let him. <laughs> we were no booty bandits. We were at Dick's, and he goes, and I'm looking for like kettlebells or a workout mat. Oh, look, Andrew just showed up. By the way, uh, I got beef with both these motherfuckers. So we're in, we're in Dick's, and Ron goes, I swear to God, Ron goes, hands me a tennis ball. He goes, how about a tennis ball? I go, what for? And he goes, throw it off the wall. Throw it off the wall. I go, Ron. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to give him shit to do to keep his mind occupied. Fuck. And then, and then, and then, Andrew, I text everyone. I go, yeah, I've been getting vegetarian meals. And Andrew goes, uh oh, don't know who did that. Uh, yeah, weird. I'm eating vegetarian. I'm down ten pounds, Andrew. It's awesome. I'm at one ninety nine. I measured myself. I weighed myself yesterday. What? Hey, fellas, I just I just want to make you fat. I just went and took a COVID test, fellas, and it's bad news for you guys. Shut up. I just got my results back, too. Hey, I did a rapid test. 15 minutes, homeboy. You got it? Negative? You guys you guys are going to be sick in about a week or two. I'm sorry to say. <laughs> Ron just gave some guy blood behind a Walgreens. He thinks that's what COVID <laughs> Rapid, he rapid like, results. <laughs> he like shuck it in front uh, of the side. Like, yeah, don't take COVID. Yeah, yeah, so he, didn't, he didn't even take a COVID test. He took the uh, uh, blood pressure <laughs> test at CBS. Uh, <laughs> yeah. the <laughs> Here we go. Hypertension. Nice. Here we go. COVID test. Who's taking it? Nice. Yes, sir. Wait, did you circle that? that? <laughs> oh, yeah, I did. Shit, I'm still trying to go to work and get fucking pay. Ron went to a goddamn Kinko's and just typed. You can tell because there's typos on the floor. <laughs> exactly. I, you Man. know what? We think alike, Shane. Us brown yeah. people Positive think alike. Day. We're the same, same. 
Yeah, was buddy. The, the most interesting part of the beginning of this tour was Ron finding out I kicked off all the minorities. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm okay. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie to you guys. Yeah, I'm gonna lie to you, Shane. Uh damn, I just uh fucking forgot your name. Jesus. I was I Jesus, I was I was a little it's, bummed. It's, it's right here, bro. I was a I was a little bummed. His name is Christ. His name is Jesus Christ. Yeah. I was a lot of joke in Philly. This is Ron going to heaven. What's your name? I know your dad, but I can't remember your <laughs> I was a little bummed when I got to the bus and you guys weren't there because I thought oh, thank you, Ron. Our original squad was going to be together. I thought we were going to do all three legs together. But, dude, fucking Steve turned out to be an amazing dude. He and I clicked. We're going to hang out. When I get back to Cali, dude, he's a great cat. And, hey, Zeus, did I meet Steve that night? I met you up at the store. Was he there that night? Yeah, you definitely saw him. You definitely saw him at the store. He's, That's he was there that, all the time. We were, so. I kept saying, man, you look so familiar. And then I think we figured, I said, you know what? I think you were at the store tonight. I came up to hang out with Zeus. And he was like, you know what, Ron? Probably so. But he and I kicked it. He's a, he's a fucking cool-ass dude. And yeah. so good thing we got another another good guy on the squad. But I missed you guys. I missed Thank my you, guys. Thank you, I missed you all. I missed, you know what I'm saying? Miss you I missed guys. my guys. So. I didn't even realize you guys weren't there for the first few days. Because you were <laughs> fucking drunk. <laughs> <laughs> he was really buzzed in on this one. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> I thought was, I thought was a goddamn golf cart in Indianapolis. You remember, <laughs> you remember was screaming at him to slow down. <laughs> That's not true. That is hundred percent true. Yeah. Remember the scene that off had to of, be uh, else's fault. Off of Harley Nights when the guy when the guy, the boogie guy calls, hey, hey honey, where's your mom? Yeah, Lorraine, I ain't never coming home. I thought that was gonna be Dave calling his wife because him and Man was gonna get married. <laughs> him and <Yeah. laughs> I thought oh my he God. called his son was gonna answer the phone. Yes, so, son. Yeah, yeah. Put, put your mom the on the phone. The homoerotic yeah, yeah, wrestling yeah. matches that went on were the fucking No, no, no. The fucking romantic water scenes in Virginia <laughs> Beach. That's what killed it right there. Oh, you guys in were you guys in Virginia Beach? <laughs> we stopped. Yeah, two and a half days. I'm going there next week. Man, it's so beautiful out there, man. The water was so warm and calm. We had a nice. uh, Bert got us a great beach house. Oh, Dave yeah. Is thing. that where you guys ended the tour? Yes. That's yeah, awesome. It looked like a blast. Nice. Man, so, man, Steve can cook his fucking ass off. Hey, I'm right here, Ron. <laughs> he did the meat. I, you know how I feel about you. Dude, your brisket is gone. You ate it all? Yes. Atta boy. It is gone. Yeah, screw this whole vegetarian lose 10 pounds stuff. You're going to grow up big and strong, Ron. Just keep eating that brisket. Wait, Ron, where, where are you right now, Ron? Amarillo, Texas. Goddamn, oh, Amarillo. Yeah. I had, I was Shit, running, well, since somebody wanted to run me like a runaway slave named Kutikete for like 17 days, I'm, I'm all Halston, out. Edit that. Halston, edit that, edit that, edit that. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, so wait, I just want to clarify what Ron's talking about. One of the nice Yeah, let the white guy clarify what the black guy is talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. That'll be a great no, no, idea no. right now. <laughs> Thank no, you, no. Dave. I didn't understand what he was saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, hey, no, no. When he says slaves would like run me. away. <laughs> when he says brother, does he mean like actual brother or <laughs> no? Massa. Massa. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm not even talking about the racially charged stuff he's talking about. More important stuff. My reputation. Man, do you guys do you guys realize we ran we ran all the way up until Cape Cod without a day off? Yeah. Second to the last day of the tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Dave Jesus. weighed 260 pounds. I'm well aware of it. <laughs> yeah. Wait, so not I, only, not, not, forget about taking a day off doing the shows. Those are easy. It's not taking a day off of uh, drinking, um, having food at 2 a.m., and then man's wanting to wrestle me and me going, all right, let's go. <laughs> seaside, seaside snacks at 4.30 in the morning. Everybody's up making That is my favorite thing. That is my favorite thing. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, I can't even begin to tell you. Like, I've been trying to sneeze nice snacks. Explain a sneeze nice snacker, Jesus. It's just tortilla chips. That's just like the, the <laughs> canvas of it. And then whatever's left over from like the day before or that day goes on these nachos. So you can make cheeseburger nachos to like uh, mole nachos to like uh, Kane's chicken nachos. Like we like we did it all. We took it. We took it to the next level on this trip. Ooh. What we did is we, yeah. we use the ingredients between McDonald's and White Castle to come up with the perfect burger. And <sighs> I am telling you... Can you describe it for me? I still have dreams of that. <laughs> like, it was... it was. You know what the perfect burger is? Take yeah. the guts of a Big Mac out and put it on a White Castle burger. The on a bun? Just on the bun? No, in the insides. Take the guts out. The cheese, the... All, and then put it in the middle of it. White Castle. Oh, if you make White Castle Big Macs, it's the best burger you've ever had in your life. It's so. Do you scrape good. the sesame seed uh, off of the bun or no? No, we did. We, we, we pulled the bun. We pulled the burgers out of a Big Mac and filled it with White Castle burgers, like oh, eight White I Castle burgers. Saying. We did everything. We took Sneeze Nice. Sneeze Nice ultimately is when you're really drunk. And John Mans, who's our cameraman, who is the greatest who, guy. The, he's the greatest Joe. guy. Fucking fifty-seven-year-old lunatic. Fifty-seven-year-old <laughs> adolescent. He's a adolescent. child. He's a child. He, did, he still dresses in the boy section. At, at some point during the whole fucking tour, Shane, we all had to look at Mans and, and be like, "Mans, stop." Just, <laughs> oh, just stop. Oh, 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 let me tell you when it started. So, so the very first night, but that we stopped. We, we stopped the first night in Flagstaff. We went and bought the dog. <clears throat> and then no, 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 no. what? Sedona. Sedona. Oh. Sedona. We we went to Sedona, and then mm -hmm. we went and bought a dog for the girls because you know Priscilla died. Oh yeah. And yeah. so oh. we bought a puppy, and then um, or we rescued it for two thousand dollars, and then we. More like you got robbed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I honestly <laughs> thought you guys had a dog on the bus. For like a serious, like I was like, well, why, why the fuck not? At this point, there's a Ferris wheel on the next day, leg of the tour, everything's going crazy. So yeah. the next day, we go to we go to Amarillo and we go to this lake, Lake uh, Butler, or Lake Franklin, or something, Lake Meredith. Uh, yeah, those sound right. Meredith, Lake Meredith, Lake Meredith. We take a boat out. We bring beers. We just basically go to this little lagoon. Dave shits in the lagoon, and and everyone's like, oh my god, I can't swim in this lagoon, and we're like. It's not that bad, guys. And the ship floats up to the boat, and we're like, "All right, everybody out! Everybody out!" You pulled a Caddyshack. It was a baby Ruth. Not once, not once. He did that shit twice because he did it in Virginia Beach. 
He did that oh, in Rio. And he, he did, did it in the Rio Grande, too. And Virginia Beach. He yeah. shit in the water three times. By the way, you may want to flag that because I think it's Lubbock's drinking water. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh. No, the, the kicker, the kicker was, was it the second or third day man's broke the latch on the refrigerator? And I thought Dave was going to murder him that night because Dave's like, man's, man's just bro, just go to sleep. Just go to sleep. Oh, no, I'm going to take the steak up to run up. Man, he can't eat steak and dry. He just said, just go to bed, man. Just go to bed. He snatched the fucking refrigerator door open and broke the latch. And I thought Dave was going to snap. Hey, I'm I'm totally supportive of anyone who wants to get too drunk and laugh, and I'll even wrestle with you, right? But I draw the line at when you're fucking with the bus driver who is currently driving the bus down and the you're wasted. Yeah. And by the way, you know, oh. Mans is going to have rebuttals. We should have sent him an invite yeah. to this. Anyway, back Twice to my I'm in now. story. Twice okay. during this trip, I had to pick Mans up and put him into his bunk. <laughs> <laughs> so, so so we go to this lake and we we're fucking around and i'm like and now we're buzzed and i'm like we should definitely shoot some content man's like i'll pull out the drone and i was like okay he's like get some good swimming oh. shots so i go all right so i'm sitting in the water going what is what are we doing so i go oh i got it so i'm gonna take my pants off he'll fly the drone and i'll be swimming naked and that'll be the shot and and that'll be funny so i do it a couple times it doesn't really play and then i go i got one man's bring the drone all the way down to me so he brings it within like five feet of the water and I lay on my back naked, and he takes off, right? So little do I know that when you – first of all, the water is cold. But when you lay in the water, your dick points straight up. So all you're seeing is your dick this, right? So it, it's not a fair representation of a dick at all. But not to say that it, it, it wasn't small. I'm just saying it was small, but that shot made it smaller. Now, now hold on. It looked so, like a no, skin stop, tag. Stop, what, 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 right, Amber, you and your little – you and your little pointillism dick, your mosaic dick. <laughs> <laughs> no, keep listening. It gets better. It gets better. The story better. is I walk back to the back compartment where all the editing is done or laundry. <laughs> I open the door and Mans is drunk by himself and he's got that clip up on his screen and he slams his computer down. I go, what are you doing? And he goes, nothing. I go, Mans, what are you doing? He goes, nothing. I go, Mans, and he opens it up. It's video of just me sitting there with a small dick, and it's and it's titled, You Have No Excuse. <laughs> no excuses. Yeah, that's the name of the God. next tour. I tell that, that, that was a real bad look for Mans. Made me look at him kind of differently after that. All the wrestling that him and Dave were doing. I woke up the next morning. I go, Andrew, scrub all the hard drives. I don't want any more revenge porn from man. <laughs> oh, uh, Andrew, did you know you left a couple of uh, SD cards in the cabinet in the back lounge? Oh, yeah. I put them in there for man's. They're all, they were all cleared. That's what I was so doing. That nothing last on them? Nothing on them. No, everything's okay. all backed up. I can just, I can just give them, give them to uh, Parfait. And you can reuse them. Yeah, put them at the uh, put them at Bert's place. We'll pick them up. I love the director commentary on the tour right now. This is really yeah, really engaging content. Let's go around best parfait moments. My favorite is last night of the tour. The tour is completely over. I am wasted, and parfait sits crisscross applesauce on a side bench. Stares at me. He goes, "So Bert, let's talk about what I can do better." I go, "Parfait is a bad time." I'm (laughs) 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 oh Jesus, fucking. Oh my God! What a oh, fucking no. crazy thing to say at the end of a tour. <laughs> the very last day. Yeah. What a yeah. 
Like only, you know what? Only, <laughs> only because Shane. He was feeling I, good I that it was over. He's like, I made it. There's no way I'm going to get any talking to. Him. But I, but I think he just he did not go. He, he just started dancing understand. before he crossed the goal line. That's so funny. You know, when I was a kid, I used to think ED was an issue for old guys. Uh, but as I found out, it's for guys by the age of 40. Almost 40% of men struggle with ED by the age of 40, and they're not alone. We are not alone. Hims connects you with licensed medical professionals online to see if prescription treatment is there for you. Here's what I also love. I don't know if you're like me, but I'm a guy that can get in your head. And getting in your head can really screw you up. That's why it is great to have a company like 4HIMS. 4HIMS is all about men's wellness, men's wellness, something we are not comfortable talking about. And it's a company created by a guy who knew that we don't like talking about this with a doctor. It's an easier conversation for a lot of men to have online. And when I say a doctor, HIMS connects you with real medical professionals online who can prescribe FDA approved medications. I'm not saying you're not talking to doctors. What I'm saying is for some of us, we don't want to sit in line and wait in a waiting room and talk to a doctor about things that are private. Hems, if you need help with ED, hair loss, have a cold, listen. If you're interested in mental health, another conversation a lot of men don't like having. Or better yet, they have COVID-19 home tests. Hems is here for you. Prescription medication that treats ED, real science, real solutions. Hems makes it easy. Like I said, all you gotta do is get online, talk to a licensed medical professional, who will prescribe you the FDA-approved medication to treat ED. You get the same active ingredients, that expensive little pill, but without the expensive price. This would literally cost you hundreds of dollars if you had to go through a doctor or a pharmacy. Not so with Hims. They make it simple and affordable. No embarrassing conversations, no expensive appointments, no putting it in your calendar. Just answer a few questions online about your medical history. Bam. Provider will contact you confidentially. They'll review it if approved. Your medication is shipped directly to your door in a discreet package. Shipping is free. No more searching online for answers or questions about ED or sexual wellness. Just go to Hims account. Just go to your Hims account and ask a medical professional you can trust. Why live with ED when the solution can be so simple? Try Hims today. Starting out with a free online visit. Go to forhims.com/slash/bertcastead for your free visit. That's forhims.com/slash/bertcastead. F O R H I M S dot com slash B-E-R-T-C-A-S-T-E-D. Disclaimer, prescription products are subject to a medical provider approval and require an online consultation with a medical provider who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. See website for full details and safe information. That's 4hims.com slash BirdCast ED. I would like to thank my sponsor, Whoop. As a listener of this podcast, you know a lot about a lot, but do you know the insides about you? Do you know what you need to know enough about you? Whoop is a 24-7 health and fitness tracker designed to change that right now. It monitors daily critical metrics like recovery, sleep, strain, and it's personalized to your baseline. So you know when you're improving on your fitness, when you're falling behind, when you need to rest. Jesus, with all the stresses in the world right now happening in our lives, it's the best time to monitor yourself on a deeper level. Whether you're looking to know about how your body is recovering, how hard you should train, how well you slept, Whoop provides those insights in real time with their built-in app feature. Today, Whoop's helping workers, universities, pro athletes all stay healthy while recovering to work in sports. This has been one of the best fitness trackers I've ever used in my entire life. <clears throat> Last night, I got back into the green. Take a look. I'm so excited. I'm back into the green. Do you see that? 
I have been sleeping like crap since I've been here. I've been trying CBDs. I've been trying everything, but my sleep has been lacking. I've been working out hard. And that's what's so great is that this app motivates you to work. The Whoop app even has a built-in strain coach, which I use every single day. What you do is you go to the strain coach. It says start. It says start. And then it tells you within the parameters of how hard you work, need to work out. You have to get to this level. Here's the optimal. And if you get past it, you know you really crushed it. It's amazing. It's, it, it gives you that targeted exertion goal for activities based on what your body is already signaling can handle. And if you're still training on home like me, and you can see, you see my gym, my little at-home gym in the hotel room, it tells you the, it's, it really is invaluable. You need this if you're going to work out that hard. So, <clears throat> oh, by the way, it also has a sleep coach, which I absolutely love. The sleep coach tells you when to go to bed and how much sleep you're going to need till you can wake up and recover based on your performances of the goals, which you can set. For my listeners, Whoop is offering 15% off with the code BERT at checkout. Go to whoop.com, that's W-H-O-O-P.com, and enter the code BERT at checkout to save 15% off. Sleep better, recover faster, train smarter, optimize your performance like I did today. I'm going to the gym in 51 minutes with Whoop. For everyone that knows, Parfait is our tour uh assistant he 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 goes in <laughs> gets with the venue uh squares away everything make sure we have booze make sure the sm- show runs smoothly and he's younger than all of us and his nickname parfait because one night after a, after a casino gig when we're all hung over and no one slept and we're pulling an all-nighter he says the first like camaraderie thing that we've heard out of his mouth is man i wouldn't mind just hitting up a mcdonald's and we're like fuck yes now we're like all right i can i can i can speed with this guy and we get McDonald's. Ron pulls He's over to McDonald's, egg. and we all get the fucking work. I got a, I got two double cheeseburgers, four cheeseburgers, two Big Macs. Fry. I ordered, and everyone's just destroying their innards, getting ready to go to bed right after this. And we look over and we go, "What did you get?" And he just has a spoon and he goes, "A parfait." <laughs> That's all you wanted. Just, yeah. Sometimes I'm in the mood for a parfait. And Shane and Shane said it from back. Your nickname is parfait. Yeah. Well, it we was Shane's call that day. It was we, pretty disappointing to see that. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Especially after like, like you, like you, Shane, it said you hadn't been to McDonald's in God knows how long. Bert has said he hadn't eaten any McDonald's burgers. I always eat McDonald's. I'm a double cheeseburger fiend. I'm stopping <laughs> the night while you motherfuckers asleep and grab me a double cheeseburger, large fry, and a sweet tea. So for all of you guys, who <laughs> had said he really hadn't been to McDonald's. You know, everybody was hyped about being there. And he even said, because I think, wasn't it even that day he told us the fat the fat guy story that he used to be a bigger guy when he was younger and he had lost all the weight? So we thought, oh, dude, you're going to go ham in McDonald's today. If it's for him to sit there and eat that fucking parfait, the rest is history. <laughs> Dave, favorite parfait moment? <laughs> well, I'll leave the obvious one for someone else. Uh, I won't take the meat off the bone, no pun intended. But uh, <laughs> uh, on that token of him being uh, uh, chubbier when he was younger, well, now he's like rifted in shape and we call him the universal soldier because he goes out to jog and he jogs like 30 times around the drive-in without slowing down. You know, he's an in-shape dude. Uh, but he has no concept of boundaries with food within a group, you know? So there's been multiple times when we went out in the boat one time and we brought like seven Starbucks uh Egg oh. and that's all we had to eat for the whole day we're like we'll just nibble and then we'll pick out when we get back and we just it was like hey uh, i'm hungry does anyone know where the 
where the Starbucks stands. Oh start, yeah. And you look over at Parfait and he's eating like his fifth one. Like, oh yeah, I just ate them. Were those for everybody? Yeah. yeah. And then he, he did it. He did it again. And then he just dives into Lake Havasu. Yeah. And then he did it again in Philly. They had three Philly cheesesteaks. And we were going to chop them up and share the Philly cheesesteaks between like seven people. And I and I said, hey, Parfait, make sure you get some cheesesteak before they're all gone. I want to make sure you don't get left out. And he goes in and goes, oh, awesome. Thanks. And he just like took the whole cheesesteak. Like Garfield. <laughs> so he, he ate a third of our cheesesteak supply. He really does. He really does have like food. It, it's interesting. He eats nonstop, but he's not fat. He's in yeah. great shape. But you can see, without activity in his life, you can see how that would go sideways. But I want to say, I want to say this based on what Ron was saying, though, man, is that. Oh, don't well, worry, hey Dave, don't worry. We're gonna edit out everything Ron said. All right, yeah, I figured. But you know, I think it's worth saying, man. Bert, you've done an awesome job of putting people around you that are not only you know good at their job or care about their job, but are just a good fit with each other, right? Like you care about the the atmosphere and that everyone's treated well and that everyone's happy doing their job all the other stuff we figure out you know just like us as comics if we have a bad set we're not going to like just dismiss that dude and be like let's get a new guy we're going to say like all right how do we work together here's the tag for your joke here's the situation and that's what's important to do a parfait too you know he's, he's a young he's a young dude who hustles and works hard but nobody's ever tour managed a drive-in movie theater tour before so that, that's something cool that I saw when Ron and I talked about it, like, how can we help him? And then I saw Ron doing that, um, that, that I think, you know, uh, extends out to the whole team. You know, everyone's been really cool, whether it's comics, whether it's the production guys with Andrew and Mans, or whether it's Ron and, and Parfait, you know, it, it's figuring out, you know, how we can help each other be better because we're blessed to be in the position we're at to be doing these shows and doing these tours. You know, it's yeah. interesting. Rogan, yeah. a long time ago, I remember... When I was working on Travel Channel, Rogan was saying, like, who do you who do you bring on the road with you? And I was like, no one. This is when I was on Travel Channel. And he was like, why? And I was like, because I like to I like to help local comics, like local comedy scenes. So I give them spots. And he was like, oh, I bring Ari and Joey and Tom with me. And I was like, really? And he's like, yeah, it turns into a party. The whole weekend's a fucking blast. And I remember talking to them and they're like, oh, my God, you have a blast when you go with Rogan. Like, he really, like, does it up. And it wasn't as still, I, I think, I want to say it was me and Jesus started touring where I was like, yeah. oh, we can go to lunch and hang out. And like, and then, and then I think when we did the first tour and Dave barbecued, I was like, I was like, oh, this is a game changer. Like this can be like a party. And that those, these, these two drive-in movie theater tours were not looked at as like financial cash falls. They were like, they were like, oh, let's just go out. And stay safe, but go out and see the country and have a fucking blast. And I'm telling you, man, I have, I have some of my favorite, without a doubt, my favorite memories from 2020 are on these tours. Yeah. yeah. Well, and every place we went to, the, the crew looked at you and said, Bert, thanks for the work, man. You know? That's the crazy thing that, like, that you go, like, we, when we went to Philly, and, and, and I think it's also cities like Philly and Jersey where – Maybe it's a little more like blue collar, a little more blue collar, a little more honest. And it was so bizarre, man. Every single one of them, the first, they didn't know me. They were like, Bert, thanks for the job, man. Thanks for the work. Thanks for the work. And I was like, oh, that's right. These guys are guys that put on concerts every fucking week and haven't had a chance. And that I, I don't like talking about that because it sounds like I'm going like, I'm trying to 
sell myself as a humanitarian. Which not, 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 at all. not at all. Not but it's a real all. thing. It's a real thing, though. People, yeah. you know, yeah, like you, those venues you, are shuttered until somebody comes and plays them. Right. Like, like, like yeah. you said, Bird, this, at this point in time in the, in the music world, this is our pop. This is our season. This is yeah. we're we're out rolling, doing so. You you had a vision the day after we got shut down, March thirteenth, that this is what you wanted to do for your squad. You wanted to because you could have just as easily sat back at home, dude. You wouldn't have been hurting for no money. You and your family would have been fine. But you thought about other people. You thought about your team. How can I get back out, get to work, get some content? stay relevant in the comedy world? How can I help my guys stay relevant in the comedy world so people keep talking about Jesus Trail because he just dropped his special? How can I keep people talking about Shane Torres because he was just about to shoot a Netflix you know, series? Dave, with his, with his podcast, getting him more. Steve, you thought about other people besides thinking about yourself. Like you said, you didn't make a whole lot of money with this, but you, you were able to help us make money so we could still help sustain our families because you were good. You get, could sit home to next year. I get very, it's, it's, it's really odd. It's an odd feeling. Cause I, I know, I know it's not ego, but I get very territorial over, over how people present these driving shows. And I want people to know, like so many comics are, there are a lot of guys that I know that don't do the work that go up on stage. And they, for them, it's just a paycheck. Where that's not it for me. It's stand up is like my passion. It's not just a paycheck. It's like I'm doing it even if I'm making no money. But I, I when when people were trashing it early, I got very territorial over like you weren't there. You haven't been to a show. Don't fucking trash it. This is a way people can make money. It's a way people can keep doing their art. It's a way people can get out and stay socially safe. And I get very territorial over like when Nikki's going. I want her to have the best shows she can have so that she looks at it and goes. This was fun. I can do more and put more people to work, but keep people safe. When Hannibal does it, I'm, I'm so glad. This sounds crazy to say. This is like way in spot, inside baseball. I'm so glad Hannibal's sober because if he was drinking, it could have gone very south at these shows, you know, because they're not like the ideal audience. I'm so glad that he's sober because he's going to put on a fucking amazing show and love it. And then, you know, a guy like that who does think out of the box is going to do tons more. And then you look at those guys, these Philly shows, which is employing, I mean, these are such big productions where you go, you're putting a little bit of economy back in the economy. You go, this can help. And if you get guys like Dane to go out there or Rogan or Jeffries, or they can go out and sell this and keep people above water during the pandemic and fucking write this boat in a socially distant, safe kind of way. I know that I know that Joe probably isn't going to go out and do that. You know, he's got his podcast, but I'm saying, yeah, I get very are territorial you? over it. Cause I don't want people to shit on them because I, they are fun and we had a good time and I want people to go out and do more of them. So not just, not just so that like, Hey, something I created can work, looks better and bigger, but like, Hey, so that like, so that like people in Butler can go out and see awesome shows. I mean, Butler's so fucking lucky people in North Carolina in Tulsa, can see amazing stand-up comedy shows from the greatest comics that are, I want Bill Burr to do it. But you, you know, you have people and some, sometimes it's in people in their corners going like, this is a shit show. You don't want this. Trust me. There's a bad idea. Can, can, can I ask you a question? Yeah. I, I, I was, I was in the, put in the loop that, that Joe was thinking about going out cold and then his oh. people, 
people snatched it back from because he was supposed to be dealing with my boy Nick for buses and whatnot. And Nick told me all that it canceled. Just like you said, because there's certain people in his ear, in his corner, but, but Bert, he doesn't have guys like you. Do you? You're a person, once you set your mind to something, it don't matter what, and no offense to Reg or your management or Leo, what they say, you're, <laughs> you're going to do, you're, you're going to do it because, because you, like you say, you have that passion. You saw the vision for it. And this is something that I tell, I tell everybody about you four guys. Anybody who talks to me about, hey, man, you know, we like what you guys do. How are the guys on the bus? And they say, Ron, you know, you're funny as fuck this and that, man. You need to, you need to stand up. And I tell people, I'm not a comic. I say, I work with four. And I'm, I'm, I mean this with you guys. I work with four fucking great comics. I watch you guys hone your crafts. Go to your joke book. Shane, tell man, no, I can't go do this today because I got to go work on this. Hey, Zeus, the same way. Dave. Dude, that makes me feel so good to see you guys doing what you guys love to do and you guys take it so serious. So for somebody to tell me around you for you, dude, I, I may be funny, but I'm nowhere near fucking comic. I can't put myself in the same league because th- th- you guys work on your crafts every day to sit and listen to you guys talk after shows. You know, Jesus say, no, Bert, no, man, you should have did this. And you said, drop this joke like that. And you say, oh, OK, yeah, man. And, you know, vice versa. You know, dude, it, I love to sit and listen to you guys chop it up, man. By the I way, by the way, I figured out the I find lost things. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? oh, nice. that, 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 that's that's the um, benefit of doing these shows, too, is that we're working out new material. It's not like we're going up there. And having to fall back on all old material, like it, it's it's a stand-up set to the point where I mean, I know I've gotten new bits since this whole thing started, and if there's no way I'd be working out new material on Zoom shows, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but these private things you could go and you could work out stuff, and and you're just saying right now you figured out that that story. And Joe Coy's defense, you start Joe playing defense, he has a bigger, he has a, I I, I don't know, I I don't know, you know, I, I'm. Only because I'll play devil's advocate is uh, my fan base is a little more red state. And I think the drive-ins are better in a little more red state areas than they are in San Francisco, Chicago, New York City. Like Joe Coy, his draw is fucking astronomical. But I don't know. I know we're having a hard time finding drive-ins in Northern California. And so he may he may just go like it's not worth it's it's it may not be worth he can also sell arenas in Oklahoma like an arena so he may just be like i'm going to sit back in the cut wait until this gets back to normal and go back and do an arena tour you know it's like there's a lot of there's a lot of go, of what of 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 planning and you know you can't fault his people for being careful because the last thing you want to do is say say i go out and do a successful thing where we add second shows everywhere and then joe coy goes out and for whatever reason, in North Carolina, Pittsburgh, um, fucking Tulsa, uh, Indianapolis, Wichita, Memphis, maybe he's not moving tickets like that, which I, I think he would. But for whatever reason, he's not, or there are thunderstorms, then it's a bad look for him. And so it's a lot of it, you can't blame management and you definitely can't blame comics for not wanting to do it because it's a like, there's a certain type of comic that just goes, 
fuck it. I'm not listening to my managers and agents. I want you to work for me. Go find it. Go make it happen. And it, and I'm not saying that's a good comic. I'm also the comic that me and Tom are both going to direct porns and see who does a better <laughs> porn. Yeah. And, 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 our, and my managers, yeah, yeah, it's like a competition. But my managers and agents are like, that's a fucking horrible idea. And I'm like, I think it's going to work, you know? I mean, I, I see it. By the way, yeah. I, my half-baked ideas, I bounce them off people, but I, I said, I said to Andrew That's going to open some weird doors for you, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> your, your porn script. Uh, you know who's in my porn? Ron? And Christy, hey, Christy Mac, baby. <laughs> I can't. No, no, no. I no, hate no. this fucking world. No. I hate this it. I hate this. <laughs> Ron, don't do it, man. Don't do it. I'm going to pay her day rate, and I'm going to direct a porn, and it's going to be all set on the tour bus, and we're all going to be in it. <laughs> I had my headphones out. I'm, oh, Jesus Christ. I'm sick. So, Look, so, I'm going to be – I'm not going to be famous. I'm going to be infamous. Yes, I'm you are. I'm going to church for all of you. But no, but oh, but, here but, we go with that bit. Here we should. go. <laughs> but I, I have to defend Joe Coy because he, you know, the, these aren't, they aren't for, it's just not the certain fan bases love getting out and tailgating is what I think I meant to say. Like my fan base is a beer drinking, rip your shirt off, paint your name on a chest type fan base. College they football are, kind of crowd. They are fucking, let's grill a steak, let's put up barbecue let's drink some cold beers do some cornholes like they are like straight up tailgate cheese on your head motherfuckers where joe's is more of like joe's is more of a it's like sebastian's fans probably would <laughs> i can't imagine would be great tailgaters i just i mean they do it pretty hard to bake pretty hard to bake a lasagna in the oven. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let me let me ask you this let me ask you Cocktail. this what? Let me ask you this, Bert. What? Don't you think that he would be successful in the market like Philly with somebody like Live Nation? Oh, fuck. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I think Joe would be successful. Joe Coy would be successful yeah. across the board. I think he'd be successful. And by the way, his act, he's already, he's so used to that size venue and that largeness. He would fucking destroy. So, yeah, I, it doesn't destroy. make it, By the way, it, it, I think I, I think I, I, I think I started doing well. Towards the end of our first run, I was like, I got my pacing. I definitely got my pacing on the second run. Joe Coy is up and running, murdering every single one of these drive-ins. See, I, and I think, like, he could, he could do, if, if his people did parking lots like that, if they went to Oklahoma, Chesapeake, uh, Texas, uh, uh, Texas Stadium. Oh, he'd murder they, Houston, Texas, yes. fucking Chicago, It would take him to go to his people and be like, look, Look what Bert did in Philly. 900 cars. They were safe, whatnot. Why can't we do something? Why can't we go to baseball stadiums and set up? Because there's, there's no fans. So all these parking lots and whatnot are free and open. Yeah. Let, let you know, think, he doesn't have to do drive-ins. Just set up stuff. Though, there's, there's a lot, people. There's a lot that you, that you don't know about these shows that we learned going into these. Like, we went to New Jersey, and they were like, no one's allowed out of their cars. And we were like, oh, fuck, that's going to be, what, a thousand cars that no one's allowed out of is, is going to be tough. And they socially distanced the cars where they did, like, every other lane. Oh, so wow. Get out. It was, like, it was spread out hard as fuck. <clears throat> and you go, okay, listen. And then you set your parameters where you go, all right, I'm going to need them let out of their cars. I'm going to need you to be a little looser with that. Can you guys, like, and then, and then doing social media concert. posts yeah. and going, listen, if you're coming to Jersey, bring a truck 
bring a, a fucking SUV, bring a van, back it in, get your tailgate so that you can be outdoors and you can enjoy it. And by the way, Jersey, they were sitting on their hoods, out of their sunroofs, at, sitting on, the, on their doors of their cars, watching it. And so they were outdoors. But if you didn't know that, you might just sit in your car and just go like, you know, so there's a lot of like, uh, I, once again, I want to make like a pamphlet of all the dates we did, send it to the comics that are thinking about it and give them the pros and cons of like, this will work, dot, 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 you know. Like this works in this space and that, and this yeah. is like, you shouldn't do this in Philly, but it will work in Pittsburgh because you have this kind of uh, amenities or whatever. The second yeah. they let people tailgate, tailgate in, in Philly, that's the best venue in the country. Yeah. You should totally do something like that, like a video, even like on a Zoom, like a like a PowerPoint. You just one slide after the next. I mean, you could run through the whole thing. It'd be, man, it'd be hey, hilarious. Bert, make sure you tell them to use Hotbox Productions. Hotbox, they like were, I said, Hotbox they, fucking killed it. Yeah, and my did, man, my man Larry was he was Larry with you guys again? Yes. Yeah, that dude's the best. Yeah. Dude, by the end, Shane, their film crew had my motions down to a T. They were shooting a legit special. Yeah, like, that's fucking fire. I'm, I would hire those guys to shoot my fucking special because they know, they were like they tight. Push in. My yeah. eyes would open up. Like, it was fucking great. That's fantastic. Yeah. Let's get to the subject I think everyone's really curious about. Ron starting his own podcast. Gentlemen, do we have thoughts <laughs> about this? <laughs> I, I think, ah, I, think he I am not starting a podcast on my own. It's going to be if we're going if we're going to put this out there. It's going to be four of us. It's going to be myself and three comics: Dave Williamson, Jesus Trejo, and Scuba Steve Fury. <laughs> okay, so, all right, guys. This is a lot of fun. Wow. I appreciate it, Ron. Wow. No, no, no. This is good but stuff. See, on, no, no. Like, I know Steve's great. great. Steve's great. Steve's great. Hey, I've never met him. He's awesome. I'll just go right. fuck myself over here in Brooklyn <laughs> while you guys are out playing drive-in theaters that's and eating goddamn only. cheesesteaks till sunrise. Kiss my dick, Ron. Yeah, you missed me a lot, didn't you? I don't care who you fuck in this porno as long as you go fuck yourself. How's that yeah. feel? You goddamn and Dave, you sitting there like you're the manager of a goddamn foot locker. Fuck off. Shane, hey Zeus, I love I you. Love you, Shane. What did I do? I think he's, I think he's uh, I think he's announced that, you announced that like LeBron James decision style. Yes. Literally right in front of Shane. Just like, and I'm gonna use this. I'm gonna take my towel. I've already got your picture. Shane, oh, you're gonna be you're gonna be one of our special guests. I, he, he, no, he's... I'm not. No, I'm not. Yeah, you are. No, <laughs> there's Ron, not a, a goddamn chance in the Ron. world. Yeah, fucked up, Ron. <laughs> it's because you're so far away, Shane. <laughs> the, the four of us are all oh. in LA. We'll all be able to get together. Day and you know what? The Lakers are gonna lose in the next round too. You prick. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, James Dolan's gonna catch the virus and give it to every fucking body right. in New York. Okay, uh, he already did give it to me. Listen, <laughs> Ron, Ron, your podcast. I'm I in. think I, I think I have the first episode of your podcast on film, and I think you do the podcast entirely from that jump seat, from the front seat. And it was my favorite moment of the last tour. It was like two or three in the morning. No, no, no it was like four. We had left yeah, Philadelphia later. and we we're driving on the Bronx, Bronx Expressway. So right over George Washington Bridge there. And we looked to the right and you can see New York. And literally everybody went up to the front and we just talked for about 30 minutes. I'm cutting it right now. 
Um, uh, hold on, but, hold on. So you guys just drove by my time. house. You guys just drove by my place, and you're like, "We're gonna do this fucking podcast." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and Shane's not invited. <laughs> we were close yeah. enough to stop and say hi to Shane, but we didn't. Yeah, yeah we're like, nah. By the way, this is the That's podcast fine. I remember nothing from. They're like, "You don't remember sitting with Ron last night?" I was like, "No recollection." <laughs> Ron, wow. said some, Ron said some really nice things about you. Did he really? Yeah, he really did. Was this when he yeah. told me there was a race war and I had to pick a side? Might have been the same night. <laughs> I think it was later the same night. No, that Jesus. was earlier in the tour. That was after Wichita. Um, so, yeah, and it was just everybody up in the jump seat. and uh, the, only, think- the only person we did, Steven, went to bed that night. We yeah. didn't have Steve up that night with us. Mans and Parfait were sitting in the jump seat. I was literally at the little dock where you can look out the window mm-hmm. with the steps up and Dave's standing in the archway and literally Bert was sitting right next to Ron right on the ground. And it was just like, we had a whole, and that just, if you could sum up our bus in an image, you have, we have a huge, I don't know how big our bus is, but like we have this massive bus. And the one thing we'd rather do is just sit up front as we're driving to New York and just talk shit. So I feel like even if we were driving across the country in a Volkswagen, we'd still make it work and have a good time. Most so it was just a good crew. <laughs> what bu- what bridge were you guys going over, Ron? When- the GW. We had just oh, right, come right, up yeah. 95, came yeah. across George Washington. We were headed up the, across Ross Expressway. So, I mean, and it, it was Bert asked me a question, and I answered the question honestly. And, and I won't say what it was so <laughs> It can be, you know, what is going on be, with your face, Bert? Have, by the way, I was blackout drunk, so I have no idea what question I asked him. So, Bert. you know, well, I, I won't, we won't talk about what we talked about that night. So Please. when everything is edited, you can see it and you, you'll be able to, because you asked me a genuine question and I gave you a genuine answer. Okay. It, well, it's all could- good. It's all, first, I mean, if you want that's the me first to episode you, of your podcast. I can't wait to see it. First episode of the podcast, Ron. Yeah, By the way, keep it, under the, keep it under the Burt, Burt, uh, the Burtcast umbrella, and we'll get him yeah. funding. Because if I'm going to ruin my career, I want to make some money off of it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, actually, you know what? It, 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 I, I mean, people already know what type of dude you are, but they, people don't know your Yeah, they know, Burt. They know. They don't know your heart. They don't know how much you care about uh, us as a group, you know? And, and it's funny. It, it, I always sit back. I thought about that night while we were in Cape Cod going, driving up there. And I always resort back to the, the first time we met our first tour. And it was like, I thought it was going to be a fucking disaster, you know, after the first two weekends, but I'm going to tell you the, the calming force after my first weekend was Jesus. Before we took our drive down to Del Mar and then to, uh, to Phoenix, me and Zeus standing outside the bus, me trying to get the bus worked on and he and I busting it up and, and he just telling me, man, you know, you, you're doing a good job. Just, you know, shit happens because I was stressed the fuck out. You we were know, helping they, out that guy fix the truck, right? Yeah. Yeah. Bringing them water bottles and stuff. Yeah. yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, you know, and I think that's that's what started the bond with me and Jesus was that day right there. You know, so people just they don't they know you, Bert. They know you as a machine. They see. You I thought it was sooner than that, but that's all right, Ron. 
<laughs> I mean, you know, I thought it was way your, sooner than that. I'm like, damn, that was that was pretty. They late see your stories with you and your daughters, but they do. You got you got a good heart. I mean, you you got a good heart, and that that's why I go I go hard for you guys. That's why on my stories, I you know I post you know team Bert Bert Bert. I I go hard for y'all. You know what I'm saying? Because everybody on that bus has looked out for me from day one. So oh, thanks, Ron. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what, it's good. I love you, Shane. I no, do. no, 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 you don't. You can be a special yeah. guest, Shane. <laughs> I, I can be a special wrong. guest. That's what... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, He's not in LA. What a lie. He's not in LA. You... Oh, and what? we're not doing a podcast right now. How could we figure this out? You fucking prick. You drive that goddamn bus, you dickhead. <laughs> I'll make it up to you. I know you're teasing. I love you, Ron. The best, the best is when the day that tornado came in on Twitter, I said tornado and I showed it. And one of the comments uh, on Instagram was like, it's Ron's fault. He parked the bus broadside of the wind. He should have parked the bus into the wind. And I was like, how the fuck did anyone know where the wind was going to come from? Also, the tornado is Ron's fault. It's a hilarious thing. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm telling you, what was even funnier about that was, I, can I go back to the text? The text I got from, from, uh, from Parfait. Can I go back to where is it at? Where I don't even see his fucking name. Trevor, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell Ron's mad at Parfait when he calls him Trevor. That's my favorite part. <laughs> oh. What day was that? God, it uh, seems like a year ago. Jersey. Oh, uh, that was October. Last day of the tour. <laughs> well. <laughs> Okay. We you see, he gets me, he gets me at nine fourteen. The wind is shaking the bus like hell. Oh, that was all. He must have sent it in a thread, or he called me. He texted me that, and then he called me, <laughs> and he was like, "Man, the guys, the guys are freaking out. Man, they they think the bus is gonna turn." Which, when I got back, it was the the water had rolled, Shane, to like the the, the uh. The, uh, the rolling lights that they put up for us to connect to the generators, yeah. the water rolls to the top of those, the wheels of those lights. So it had to be a good six, six, eight inches up. I couldn't drive the rental van through it. It Jesus. was so deep. Yeah. Did you guys do the show or cancel it? What happened? Oh, no, we, we they did it. We went yeah. surfing that day. Yeah, we actually went surfing that day. You guys did. You guys did. This podcast is brought to you by Miller High Life. Miller High Life brings pride in the simple things in life. It's an unpretentious beer that is quality. with refreshing like champagne tiny bubbles in an iconic glass bubble that is accessible to everyone. Celebrate the wins every day with Miller High Life. Whether they're big or small, there are moments within every day we're celebrating. And if you celebrate with Miller High Life, the champagne of beers, you get a high-quality beer that's within everyone's reach. Miller High Life has faith of been brewing the same way since it started in New Year's Eve on New Year's Eve in 1903. Their founders believed everyone should enjoy the good life, which is why they created the champagne of beers. I remember hearing that for the first time, the champagne of beers and saying, well, why wouldn't I go there? Champagne suggests celebration. It really does. And that's what they've been famously known for for over 
a hundred years. I'm telling you right now, take a minute this summer, find a celebration, grab yourself a Miller High Life and celebrate. Whether it's just cranking up the grill, hanging out with friends, having people over for the first time that you know are, are good people. <laughs> Miller High Life, the champagne of beers, a quality beer within everyone's reach. Please celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. This podcast is brought to you by Policy Genius. Listen, September is National Life Insurance Awareness Month. With everything going on right now, a lot of people aren't even aware if it's possible to buy life insurance at all. The good news is it's still easy to stop shop for life insurance. If you have loved ones, depending on your income, you probably should. Right now, you can save $1,500 or more by using Policy Genius to compare life insurance policies. When you're shopping for a policy that lasts for a decade or more, those savings really start to add up. What is Policy Genius? I'll tell you what it is. It's an insurance marketplace built and backed by a team of industry experts. Here's how it works. Real quick, go to, go to policygenius.com, okay? Within a minute, a couple minutes tops, you can work out how much coverage you need and compare quotes from the top insurers to find your best price. Step two, apply for your lowest price. Step three, Policy Genius team is going to handle all the paperwork and red tape. Wow. Take that out of my hair for me, and you have got a customer. Policy Genius works for you, not the insurance company. So if you hit any speed bumps during the application process, they take care of everything. They even have policies which allow eligible customers to skip the in-person medical exam and do it over the phone. That kind of service has earned Policy Genius a five-star rating across over 1,600 reviews on Trustpilot, and on Google. If you need life insurance, head to policygenius.com right now to get started. You could save $1,500 or more a year by comparing quotes on their marketplace, Policy Genius. When it comes to insurance, it's nice to get it right. I'll tell you what, though. I'll tell you what we did do right is that two-day off break at the end of the tour. We'll and the beginning. That, again. That, was a, that was a good call so that we're not all going hot back into our families. And you kind of get two days to realize to kind of quarantine, but you do it with each just other. Decompress completely. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. well, that's what we did in Utah too. What's that? When we were in Hurricane or Hurricane, or whatever they call it, we did yeah. do it in Hurricane. You're right. God damn yeah. it, we did. We did. Yeah, that was, yeah, it was great. Yeah, uh, it, that was super fun. It was just like that place is gorgeous too. God, I'm, and I'm so glad. This sounds. I feel very selfish, but like I'm so glad to say. I'm so glad we got to see the country this year during a time when no one's traveling. We were very blessed that we got to go out and Agreed. see so many yeah. beautiful parts of the country and then and do what we do for so many people because so many people aren't getting that opportunity. And I know for a fact that this sounds stupid. I'm, I'm sitting here getting ready to shoot a TV show, but I feel like I'm in a hotel room not doing anything. And I feel like I'm wasting my life. I go, I'm wasting my life. And I know there's comics feeling that way. And I know that's why people are lighting each other up on Twitter so much is because they feel like they're not doing anything and it's better to kind of try to take someone down than, than figure out how the fuck to get out of their fucking house in a quarantine. Like it's so, dude, it's so fucking frustrating. I'm ready for this to be over. No, that was, I mean, you can call yourself fortunate. I mean, it was a completely singular experience driving through the country at this moment in history on the ground, seeing everything. I mean, seeing how people reacted to it. Yeah. 
It it's won't happen like, again. It will not. It will. This will. God, I hope not. <laughs> I hope not. Yeah. <laughs> this is like wood. Yeah. This is, yeah. It, yeah. It's it's crazy seeing firsthand how you go to one city and everyone's taking it serious and has masks and respect. You go to another city and they're like, it's a hoax, and they're wearing their masks around their chin in the grocery store. And it's just crazy. and that's Ron, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, Ron, I can't shit on you. Ron was Ron. We we our our one phrase this entire t- this entire tour was we are only as strong as our weakest link and our weakest link is Ron and Ron <laughs> and Ron was because he was the only one really interacting in society like he was the only one going into the gas stations getting gas paying Marshall. for gas going into hotels he was the one interacting with everyone we were legit in a bubble in a in a hardcore bubble. I, and what's crazy is, you know, I get like it happened for me in Fort Collins when I shit all over the wall, and <laughs> and, and and I and I started melting down, going, "I got COVID. This was irresponsible. This was stupid. Was it worth it? I'm gonna die. I'm gonna put my like I have high blood pressure. I'm partying like crazy." And then I I did that with you guys, and Steve Fury smacked sent to me. He goes, "Bro, we're safer than we are if we were in L.A." And I was like, "What?" And he was like, "I am safer right now than if I was in L.A." And I had talked to Leanne and she had been in the hospital and the DMV that same day. And I was like, oh yeah, what the fuck am I talking about? I am so much safer on this tour bus than I am in LA. Like, right. there's no question about it. For sure. And you're, it's only, you're only interacting with eight people. Hey, are you still uh, taking uh, antibody tests, Shane? Uh, I need to take another one. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm, but I, I, I intend to, but I have not since we did our, uh, our, our nasal swabs or whatever. Whenever that was, how long ago was that? Now, Jesus fucking Christ! It seemed yeah. like years ago. By the way, when we had when when we had those uh, that first COVID test, it was the first time any of us had really had that. And since then, I think we've all had many COVID tests. That lady really shoved those Q-tips too yeah. far her nose, right? Yeah, it was a first tattoo kind of situation. It wasn't that bad. I just I just did one today, and the the nurse about right here. Was as far as she went, and she swabbed both nasal cavities. Well, you know, I think that you think, <laughs> you think she just I didn't think like that us. She was just mad that you <laughs> wasn't Joe Coy. I think that's what it was. <laughs> the, Baby, I've been. I, think, I, I gave him. I gave one to myself on the tour bus and sent it in, and then I gave myself one yesterday. I've been giving myself the deep ones. By the way, if given the opportunity, give yourself the deep one. It's so yeah. much easier. Because, yeah, because you don't go with – it's like someone saying, hey, put my dick in that Coke can or, hey, let me put my dick in that Coke can. <laughs> it's like it's like using oh, – it's like, it's, like oh oh. <laughs> it's like using a toothpick that's taped to the end of a straw to <laughs> knock your own tonsil stones out instead of letting your friend do it who's been drinking for several hours. Right, Bert? By the way, Dave gets a tonsil stone, and we go, just take a little Q-tip and knock it off. And he's like, okay. So me and Mans are hearing him in the bathroom. Like, wah, wah. And eyes tearing. He goes, it's too deep. And we go here, put it in a straw, tape it. And he goes, and then he goes, wah. he goes, it's just not, it's not, it's not, it's too much. We need it to be shorter. So I go, I got this. So I take a, I take a tooth tip pick, stick it in the straw, tape it to the straw. And I go in like, like, like Sir Lancelot, like literally, in there, and I start, and Dave's like this, right? Mans is up. This is how close we are. 
Man's is up to his face like this. I'm like this. And Dave's like this. And he goes, and coughs right in our face. Man's and I are like, we definitely got COVID. We definitely got COVID. Well, I I wasn't coughing so much as reacting to man's going, when you get it out, smell it. They smell terrible. Oh, 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 oh. Gross, bro. This is disgusting. I'm just going to put it on a locket for man's to wear around his neck. fucking disgusting. Yeah, yeah, it was, uh, and it was, it was, it was a really, uh, yeah, that was, I, I thought I definitely was getting my COVID test. I, they were supposed to get my test results back in four hours last night, and they didn't come back until this morning. And I was like, oh, I'm positive. I'm positive. Oh, yeah. The, uh, the idea of interacting with it, like, consciously, is, like, so devastating sometimes. And you have done nothing wrong. Like, I was, like, I was in the city, and I was, like, running around trying to get shit done. And I got fucking like winded running up like a huge flight of stairs to catch this train. And I was like, oh, you definitely have COVID again. And it's like, no, you're fat and you ran upstairs. Yeah. It was like, like, you have to, like, <laughs> like you have to like, but like, I like, I, it's just so hyper. Like it feels like, like a duck's feet underneath water. Like they're just moving the whole time and you don't notice it until you actually have to like, like recognize that something could be wrong. You know, like, you know, it's very, you know what, you know what I find interesting too? is that people are, there is a blame associated with getting COVID because you performed irresponsibly. When people get COVID these days, they point their finger and they go, what did you do wrong? And it, it's not, as opposed to the fact that it's a virus and you can just catch it and, yeah. and you can be doing nothing wrong. If someone gets it, someone starts going like, going like well, yeah, because every story you see in the media, COVID denier gets it, gets COVID. And so you think anyone that gets it must have done something wrong. And that's simply not the truth is you can do, you cannot control the variables of, of the outside, you know, of outside forces. And so you just kind of go, if you get a virus, you get a fucking virus. That's why it's it's like driving a motorcycle on the freeway. It's you're not in control. It's the entire world around you. Like if any of us got COVID, they would the the comedy community, as we know, there are the comedy community is filled with a with a bunch of amazing, big hearted, talented fucking people that love comedy, that love comedy. There's a bunch of them. And then there's a subset of just dirty cunts who don't belong doing anything in their life. And what they are is they're people waiting for you to fail so they can call you out. So if there we, is a for sure a group like that that people they, just if ready we had to gotten like, it, any of us had gotten it, no one would have said, "Oh my God, Burkheiser got COVID. I hope he's okay." Some would, some would, and they know who they are, and then some, and they know who they are, and you can only tell you you only know in your heart if this is you. Some would be like, "That's what you fucking get. That's yeah. what you get. You tried to get yeah. you tried to get one up on us. You tried to go out and do the road. That's what you get. You deserve it." And you're like, "Hold on, like." <laughs> we were saving extremely responsible. That is, and that's probably every business. Kevin Hart got it in March and didn't tell anyone because he didn't want to yeah. fucking, I think he didn't want to deal with the backlash of, it's like terrifying that you'd get sick and have to keep it to yourself. Imagine if that happened with cancer where people are like, well, that's what you get. That's what you fucking get. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's like, well, they assume you're automatically years. not doing anything responsibly if you're not doing what they're doing. Oh yeah. And, and, like, and you know, yeah, that, and, that, Callan and Shab are the prototypes of that. They were the first ones to get it. 
And I will say that they're a little bit of an outlier because there was video of them dancing in a green room with strangers. Yeah, just, just, a, <laughs> just a little, little bit, bit of an outlier. outlier. So <laughs> I can't really write them off as like, I can't use them as the fucking sample test group. Yeah. To be fair, though, that girl did have a mask on her ass. So. And, then, and, the, and the week before, they're like, COVID's not real. Those <laughs> two half wits, you can't get COVID. Uh, if you're like us, you'll never get it. Yeah. And then uh, <laughs> I have an apology to make. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking. That apology, those apologies still make me laugh. I know it's not funny, but it still makes me laugh. I mean, it's like, a little funny because they're okay. Because they're okay. Now, as yeah. you go, if you're one of the guys I fist bumped, listen, I, I should <laughs> My bad, bro. I fist bumped you. But, like, are those people okay? Are those people? <laughs> but, like, that's the. If you're the one of the guys I fist bumped. This, this <laughs> message goes out to everyone who was at the Scottsdale Jiu Jitsu gym on Monday morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like it's uh, anybody it's, in the bedside public pool last week. I really owe you an apology. <laughs> <laughs> it is crazy because I get that. I get that anxiety where like we did everything right, everything right. We do everything right on this tour, but you know if you get it, you are then subject to people yeah. just trashing you and getting dragging you through Twitter. And you're and you and and that every the end of every tour, I go, is it worth it? Is that worth it? <laughs> You know, but you know what? I, I, I'm the I'm the person most likely, if any, if we're out, like you said, because I'm the one interacting with more of the public. Uh, truck stops, hotels every day. I mean that yeah. that's basically because we eat on the bus basically every day. And sometimes, and sometimes, I don't. This is new. I know you guys didn't witness this, but sometimes we share corn. So like, <laughs> and sometimes, sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes you lick, lick a guy on the back of his neck. Yeah. You know, it just, it just depends oh, on. And sometimes you go lay in a book with it. I just want to be extremely <laughs> clear that I was not on that leg of the tour. I, Dave made, Dave, Dave and, and Steve made corn. And Steve's like, you got to try my corn. You got to try my corn. I saved you a piece. I was like, cool. So I eat some of my corn. And then someone's like, hey, someone needs you outside. So I put my mask on. I go say hi to everyone outside, socially distant, take a socially distant picture. I come back in. I'm like, where's that corn? And I go and start eating it. And these fucking assholes are so drunk. They're sitting there they're like, oh, shit, Ron was eating your corn. And I was like, what? And Ron goes, are you going to finish that? And I was like, wait, you had some of this? He goes, some of it. I had half of it. I look down. I'm just finishing Ron's corn. And I go, Ron, that's exactly how you get COVID. He goes, oh, yeah, I know. I know. Are you going to finish that lollipop? <laughs> <laughs> that's great yeah it was uh, it was i i feel like i feel like all we did was talk about this tour but i'm i'm cool with it i i had it it's fun. such it's such a cool cool experience that i got to share with you guys i'm so i'm i'm like it's i feel blessed. like it's it's well, uh, like i'm ready for the like it's so funny because there is a part of me like ron said and this is where i get torn is like i don't need to do the tour in that I will have done two tours and a TV show. And then I'm like, I could be good for the rest of the year and just quarantine. But I also know we can all make money. We can make a lot of other people money. We can bring people into the community together at a time where it's rough. And we can do this tour and stay safe. We've proven like two runs that we can stay safe. Part of me goes, I feel like an obligation of going like, I feel like an obligation of going like, 
hitting up Joe Coy and go, yo, we're coming to Southern California. Let me show you a couple of these. Or like, let me hit yeah. up Bill Burr and go, we're coming to Southern California. We're going to Northern California. Burr, why don't you get tested, drive up with us, have a good time, do a show, see that you like it, and then we can create more of these. Or, you know, hitting up, getting Segura to go, maybe we can do a Two Bears, One Cave live this way, like the way we did in Philly. Definitely, definitely do something like that. And well, so it's, it, it's kind of, it's tough for me because they're like, they literally were like, yo, we have offers. We have more offers than we can take. You can take all of them or you can do a shorter run or you can do it. And I'm just like, well, I fuck. I'm, I'm like, let me get done this TV show and we'll talk about it. But I, I fucking, it's hey, so much fun. Question, hypothetical situation. There's a vaccine for this and the world kind of goes back to normal around March of next year or 2021 and summer rolls around, would you still just for the fuck of it be like, yeah, no, I'm still doing drive-ins. Uh, let's just suffice to say, uh, I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll try not to like tip the hat because I think Dave knows, but I would, I think, you know, too, Andrew, but I would do, I, now that I've done something different and it worked and I realized, you know, people, can come out and enjoy comedy in a different type of setting. I would be up for trying new things. I would definitely, I would honestly want to go back to Butler PA go, I'd go hit the, I'd, I wouldn't mind hitting doing a run of drive-ins, doing a run of different things and finding a new way to tour because it, it's, it really has opened up my eyes that it's theaters are amazing. They're so fucking amazing. That's where standup should be done. But if, but you can also do it in other ways and give people other life experiences that are different and take yourself out of the theater marketplace, create your own marketplace and go, this is what I can do also. And I can do it with a lot of comics. I can bring like, now that I know like, but budgetarily wise, like when we first started touring, they were like, <clears throat> we can get you tours. We're, we're going to, you're going to go, uh, not, 20 dates. I think it was like the th the run. It was like 20 shows, 30 shows. I was like, cool. They're like, you're going to fly from every city to city, city. And I was like, okay. And I was like, oh, I'm overwhelmed. And then we added second shows and they said, now you can get a tour bus. And I was like, oh, really? And they're like, actually, it's not that much more than flying and putting everyone up in hotels. I was like, oh, interesting. When we did this run, we had two tour buses and a fucking semi. And now I look at it and I go, so hypothetically speaking, what if you made it like you, like now you look at it and you go, it doesn't need to be the most money you've ever made. It needs to be the best show you can put on. It needs to be the show that most comics love and like, and, and the audiences are going, that was a one of a kind. So I'd be up for fucking, I'd be up for a summer camp. I'd be up for like, I, I really want to think out of the box and have fun. I, I've always, my big white whale's always been a cruise. I've always wanted to do a cruise. A bird yeah. cruise would be the fucking, my dream. I would love to do a cruise. That is, without a doubt, it's who I am. We definitely need a vaccine. That's who I am. <laughs> yeah. Well, I want to announce my hot air balloon here and now in front of the whole world. Hot air balloon tour. It's a shade of I would, 10, I, I would do, I would do like hypothetically speaking, say, um, say we go back, everything opens up for the summer and every comic Seinfeld, Chris Rock, Dave Chappelle, Joe Rogan, Bill Burr, Jim Jeffries, all the big names, Sam, uh, Amy, Amy, Shan, Amy Schumer, fucking Nikki Glaser, Whitney Cummings, all the big comics are all booking theaters because they will. Everyone's got a mortgage. Every single one of those mm -hmm. will be booked in a theater or the landscape is going to be so flooded when things gotcha. come back. Yeah. That, I, that if I can come up with an alternative venue where people go, 
well, I can go see this person there or this person there or this person there or Bert's in hot air balloons. Wait, Bert's doing it in a quarry? Bert's in a fucking cruise ship? Like, yeah. why not make it yeah. different? Well, yeah. my prediction, and uh, just from seeing every one of your shows for the past year, is that when you go back to theaters, I feel like when you go on stage, you're going to be pushed back by just the roar of that crowd because you're so used to all you guys are so used to kind of pushing the boulder uphill of performing in a venue where people are laughing just as hard as they're laughing in a theater, but there's no acoustic to kind of push that wall towards you. So it's like, it's like running with weights on and that's what you guys have been doing all summer. So when you're back in a club or a theater, it's, it's going to feel like you guys are going to meet McGuire and Sosa circa 1997, just <laughs> be like, I, I know that you're using good analogies, but it'll be like that orgasm when you haven't jerked off in three weeks. Like, <laughs> <"God!"> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Kind of but you like know, I, think, I think Andrew, I don't think, I don't think he can go back to theaters after this. I think the next step for all of them, it's going to be an, an arena tour. <laughs> because he's built the God's ears. Yeah. <laughs> because of the fan because of the fan base that, that that you have continued to build from these driving tours and whatnot, I truly feel like next summer, if everything opens back up, you're gonna get offers Bert to go do an arena tour. I'll tell you what would be really cool. I'd love this. And I, I think this is is very, very feasible. <clears throat> is uh is um I can't wait till I can't wait till Tom wants to go back on the road and he doesn't have any material. And he's like, yeah. Hey, you want to co-headline an arena with me? And I'm like, fuck yes. <laughs> or even, well, or, or even do an amphitheater tour next summer. With I like that quarry idea. Let's do quarries. I like hot air. I just signed up for it. Red rocks. Like a lot. All right. Nice. I'm doing red rocks. Oh, with Jim Jeffries. We haven't announced it yet, but. We announced Red it. Red Rock is going to blow your fucking mind, bro. I can't wait. When are you doing it, that? It is in, uh, fucking, September. That's awesome. It's fucking beautiful. That's where I'm going uh, Monday. I'm taking. So, hold on, I can tell you. Um, somebody's doing a show there. I can tell you who it is. Uh, Phoebe Bridges. Bridges. Oh, she's oh, great. I'm her. I've driven her before <laughs> her tour a couple of years ago. I didn't even realize. I driven Phoebe. She's a big act now. Yeah. Yeah. I drove yeah. her on a, um her first it's bus. Kind of sad, it's the kind of sad bastard music I like. It's not for everybody, but it'll uh, it'll really break your heart open. On, so. on her first bus tour two years ago, my first year at Senators. It was her and two other two other uh acts on a 12 bunk bus together. They split the bus. I didn't, oh man, this is gonna be fun. But she's going to do Red Rock Tuesday. We're leaving out of LA Monday. Are you socially distancing it? I don't know. Like <laughs> the way Senators did it, where it's three days pay per diem plus hotel buyouts. They don't want to get us no hotel. So me and the other driver, Leon, will just have to pay for our own hotels, but we get the hundred dollar buyout for each night. So I actually I need to go and book a room. Now, but yeah, that I'm going up there Tuesday. I'll I'll, I'll I'll post a lot of videos and stuff to my Instagram when I go up, dude. It's so. Have you ever been there, Jesus? Nah, never. Man, it is fuck. They put an amphitheater in 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 a, in a in a in the middle of a rock. 
They actually built it in Iraq. It is fucking Wait, amazing. But in Iraq? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're, putting the, we're putting a bus on a on a uh, Air Force transport, you fucking cocksucker. <laughs> I don't think you can go international travel right now, but it sounds cool. Yeah. Oh, maybe, oh, your president, your president Donald Trump, he he approved it. He said, hey, "Oh, you guys are taking a, you guys are taking a black guy. Oh, fuck yeah, take his maybe, ass over there." Maybe Shane can give you a ride in his hot air balloon. <laughs> I love, I love that Ron goes for, for a guest your president Donald Trump. Yeah. Your president, your president, your president. They voted for him. No, I did not. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, you got scared. You had to get that out quick. <laughs> oh, America, America, pull, pull Dave's ballot. You'll see. He voted for Trump. That's the next. Man. Pull his ballot. Pull his ballot. Pull his ballot. <laughs> this is my favorite part of Ron's new podcast is getching, guessing which of his white friends voted for yeah, Donald yeah. Trump. Oh, You'll look, never hear me on about that. Guy. You'll never hear me on that podcast. Not a goddamn word. Special guest Shane Torres. No, new podcast for me called Fuck Ron and All His Buddies. That's my new podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Number one on iTunes. Look out, Rogan. I'm coming for you. You know what? I got a ball to pick with with Bert. I I saw where you guys did your little challenge to see how many more followers you could get for everybody on the bus that day. And I wasn't fucking included in that. So... I got, I got. Oh, really you weren't included in something? Yeah. I, 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 <laughs> you weren't included in something? <laughs> you fucking bald, you bald prick. Hey, Ron, 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 to be fair, too, I've been a comedian for like almost 20 years, and you started a new Instagram account after you became Bert's bus driver, and you have as many Instagram followers as I do. So I think Bert's done just fine for you with Instagram followers. All right. <laughs> Look, and I'm going to tell you the truth. He got me like twenty eight hundred for my birthday last year. Yeah, he got me like twenty eight hundred for my birthday. Yeah, so I don't feel sorry for you. Well, wait till you see this porn, Ron. You're gonna love it. You're gonna be really happy with what I get you into. I can't, I can't believe you're wait. directing your own porn. That's awesome. Uh, and oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and by the way, managers and agents are like, I, "This is really a really bad idea." <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> you don't give a fuck. It's, it's who can direct the best porn? I was going to do face recognition of me and Leanne and put our faces on the performers. Deep fake. Deep fake so that it looked like I was having sex with Leanne, but I had a huge rod. And <laughs> she was just wearing her out. Huh? Like she looks now. Oh. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's a oh. um, I'm her birthday present. Yeah, she loved it. Oh, the flowers? Do that and and, and and the really expensive jewelry. Oh, did you get I, I saw the flowers she posted. They were pretty. Hold on one second. Hang on. Hello. Hey Bert. Hey, what's up? Hey, just a fifteen minute warning. We'll be up at four o'clock. Yep. Podcast, I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Thanks, man. All right, my COVID test is coming. Oh. oh. Wait. Don't yeah, don't another one? I'm done. I gotta take them every other day. That's ridiculous. That sucks. For next what? Month. For the next month. God. Damn. Just tell him that Ron took one and it's negative. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. Yeah. Off the hook. I'd be the like, hey, I shared shot. corn with a guy that's popped up negative, so I should be good. Yeah. And I tried to get a tonsil stone out of someone who spit in my mouth, so <laughs> he's negative. I don't know. I haven't got mine back yet, but I mean, well, it's let's pray yours is negative. 
Uh, I got to say, though, like, Bert, it, w- when it comes to the social distancing on the tour and following the protocol, I think what people who are going to try to do this need to remember is not to get complicit. It's easy to get comfortable and say you're going to do everything right. And then, like, that one time when a fan's like, please, please. But, dude, you realize what's at stake. And like you said, if any one of us got sick, even if it wasn't our fault, even if it was just at the grocery store and we're picking up supplies and we did everything right, just like we could get sick here at home, it could happen on tour too. And we all got mm-hmm. sick and had to cancel the tour. The optics of that are bad because people are going to say, uh, oh, well, it's because they're out on a tour partying. and they're." De-. But you are right. so consistent with telling people. I know it kills you because you're usually the nicest guy with that. I'd be like, sure, I'll sign whatever you want. I'll take pictures. I'll do a video for your friend. You're usually so good about that. And you have to tell these people like, no, stay back. I'll do, you'll do a socially distant selfie, but that's all you can do. You can't even take a pen and sign something. And you have been so consistent with that, dude. I'm going to text Nikki and Hannibal right now and just remind them. Cause you're right. Is you do get lazy and you do forget, like, especially like if a cop comes up to you and the cops, I love cops. I I obviously, I know this is a very loaded topic right now, Ron. (laughs) Ron. (laughs) I love cops. And sometimes the cops, are the worst is they've come up and be like, Hey man, big fan. I get a picture. And you're like, it's gotta be socially distant. And they're like, Oh, come on. And you're like, yeah. you're like, okay. Bert, I will never forget you on stage. I won't say where, but a certain security guard was just talking to you. And it was like, he kept getting closer to you and you were backing up the whole time. It was like, you were doing some weird tango. Uh, <laughs> I, kept, I kept walking backwards and he kept walking forwards. And I was like, he was I, got no like more, uh, I got nowhere to walk. Well, there was that fucking, well, maybe we, we might want to cut this, but <laughs> when that fucking meth head jumped over the gate in Indiana and just oh, ran yeah. backstage after the show, and he was like, I don't think I'm supposed to be back here, Bert. Yeah. And you were like, you're oh, not. Yeah. <laughs> and we were all like, oh, God. It, it, it looked like he fucking had the Walking Dead virus instead of COVID. That, that was his opening line, too. He didn't say, I'm a big fan, or I can't believe yeah. it. <laughs> he I don't think I'm supposed, supposed to be, here. to be back here. Yeah. And he was oh, like, my God. Five foot two and very wily looking. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, Bird oh, attracts a certain crowd. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was, yes, it was, it was like fucking Dayton. We're backstage at an impromptu meet and greet just formed outside of Bird's green room. Two hours after the show was over, they were like, "Hey, how you doing?" I'm going to see that guy at Eugene Merman show. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, well, I can't wait to, uh, I can't wait to, I can't wait to figure out what this next tour is going to be. And I hope we all get to do it together because I, I fucking love you guys. You guys are, it's funny. I, I spend, I spent probably as much time with my family as I do with you guys. And it's like, you guys are my family. Yeah. I feel like I get worried whenever, when we get home that everyone's tests come back negative. I want to make sure everyone's fine and safe and fucking crazy. I remember right before we, right before we sent everyone home on planes, Felicia was like, do you want to send these guys back coach? And I go, how much does first class cost? And she sent me the price. And I was like, coach will be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering where you're going with that. <laughs> she sent me the price and I was like, fucking an extra. Th- no, no, we're good. They're good. She goes, I'll get the mile rose. I was like, perfect. <laughs> yeah. And some places aren't doing middle seats line. anyways now, so you're fine. You're like some people. Dude, I guess Steve Steve had a chatterbox sitting next to him. He said on the thread, dude wanted to eat, didn't want to put his mask on. He, he was one of those guys who 
takes their mask off to talk to you, then it's like, no, no, no. When you're supposed to wear it, bro. When you're supposed to wear it. I have to say this. I have to say this. I'm not like a huge... I'm a, I'm a, I'm very big with civil liberties. I want everyone to do what they're going to do. And if you're in public and you're not away from people and you don't want to wear a mask, I understand. All I will say is that if you're not wearing a mask, you are the dude, you're the dude who raw dogs it with everybody. Like if you're not wearing a mask, I look at you and I go, you're not just doing this with me. I know that you've done this with everyone. And that's how, like you ever had sex with a chick? She's like, no, no, you don't wear need to wear a condom. And I go, uh, now's when I need to wear a condom. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't realize people are looking at you differently. You go like, for real? Like, really? That's fucking yeah. hilarious. Oh my God. All right, well, I'm going to yeah. get a COVID test. I had a great time talking to you guys. Um, Ron, do you have anything to promote? New podcast coming out. <laughs> uh, new new pod, new podcast dropping. I'm gonna start a second one. I'm gonna do one with my boy Shane Torres. We gonna fucking call- nothing could be further from the goddamn truth. We're we're gonna, are, the, we are the Harlem Globetrotters and the Washington Senators now. This is a fucking rivalry, and I we're gonna, we're gonna call it East East versus West. We're gonna go <laughs> L.A. against New York. You know, I like we're, it. We're, Put everybody in touch with what's what's going on in New Can York. I be a special guest on that? Not at all. We don't want <laughs> it's gonna be vegetarian. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. I just want to say, Bert, thank you for the opportunity, man. It was so fun and and to be able to bond on tour that way. I mean, it's like yeah, yeah, yeah it was like a everyone just took like 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 this thing very seriously you know it's like nobody wanted to get sick we had a great time and it just all around such a great opportunity to go out do comedy and and have new life experiences and yeah just just thank you for providing that that, that platform for us for hey, sure congratulations man. on tacos con todo and congratulations on swimming oh, thank you, you yeah, yeah. That, Jesus. i know literally yeah it no it was life. it changed my life i felt like i got my wings back in a weird way it's like it, it it's yeah, I didn't know I could do that. And yeah, it's been it's been the craziest thing ever. And yeah, thank you guys for uh, for teaching me. No, fuck That's yeah. Awesome. You, you awesome. still swimming every day? No. Uh I, I I haven't been able to, but yeah, there's like a pool here in the apartment building. Nobody used it. So I I've done it there a couple of times, but I also don't wanna, you know, risk it too much. You know, so but yeah, yeah. Nobody uses it, but I'm like, ah, I don't know. You know, like, like, like your president said, all we need to do is shoot up a little bleach. Like <laughs> you just said to Jesus, like your president said. <laughs> but it was a great time, man. It was like the, yeah, just all these great experiences and food, 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 food. It was just great to to, to hang out with each and one of you guys, and yeah, it was just so amazing. I can't, I, I, I don't have the vocabulary to express how like awesome it it, it was. So, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, it was a blast. It was cool to be back and just feel like, okay, this is about as safe as it's going to feel. Like, because it's something nobody's talking about. When everything comes back, it's still not going to feel 100% safe for whenever you do it. You know, like, it just won't because nothing's going to be nor- like exactly as it was. So, like, doing it this way was, like, a nice way to, like, be like, well, this is about as safe as we can possibly be with the kind of means and way you're able to, like, produce it. Whereas like, you know, like if I was just to go out on my own, it's like, all right, well, you're going to take a flight. You're going to be in a hotel. You're going to do all of these things that are more at risk. And you can do, you, I mean, you, I think you can still do it safely, but 
you know, like this was a nice way to get your feet wet and kind of wade into the shallow end of the pool. Yeah. Even though it was a very big production, if that makes sense. Like it helped a lot because I didn't fucking, it was March and then we went out in June. Was that right? Or July? Yeah. 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 Like, cause I remember like Mance was like, what do you think of this? Cause he was wrapping up doing some like end of like that leg of the run footage and like asking questions. And I was just like, I don't know. And then I thought about it. I was like, I got to do my favorite thing in the fucking world again. Yeah, like I def- definitely, that, and I found a way to do it. It was good, you know. Yeah, I definitely, really- ac- I definitely echo what you guys are saying, man. We appreciate the opportunity to do stand up, Bert, but uh, appreciate even more the opportunity to be in, in a very lonely uh, time in history right now. Uh, appreciate being a part of a team and part of a family and uh, doing something yeah. Uh, very yeah. unique. Yeah, tell me about. It. I don't even have anything on my walls. I just look at this <laughs> blank void. By the way, that is the last picture that's going to sell Brooklyn. Just <laughs> with a shade on it. There's two. There's two. It's uh, it's different here. Okay, we're doing fine. What do you start your fucking podcast with, Ron? All right, Everybody I'm going to get a COVID <laughs> test. I love you guys. Stay safe. I love you guys. I'll talk oh, to you guys later. Bye, guys. This was a long time. Miss you guys. Be safe. Love you guys. This episode was brought to you by The Machine.